What's going on, drinking buddies? Before we get into this week's episode, you know what time it is. Time for a quick word from our sponsors. Those beautiful folks that keep me in alcohol, help keep a roof on my head, and keep bringing the show to you every fucking week. You know those fine folks. First and foremost, we are brought to you by our friends at Loot Crate. Loot Crate is a monthly mystery crate that delivers the best in geek and gaming gear. From collectibles, apparel, tech gadgets, arts, and other epic gear. It's like Comic-Con in a box. Sadly, no cosplayers in the box. Told me I have to tell you that if you're just expecting hot girls to be inside a box. That's a little weird, but hey. People have weird expectations these days. So Loot Crate is a monthly subscription box for epic geek and gaming items and pop culture gear. For less than 20 a month, you get 68 items that include licensed gear, apparel, collectibles, and unique one-of-a-kind items. You have until the 19th at 9 p.m. Pacific to subscribe and receive that month's crate. When the cutoff happens, that's it. It's over. You can't get it. You know, obviously by supporting Loot Crate, you support it now we drink. So if you want to try out Loot Crate, go to www.trylootcrate.com slash A-N-W-D. Once again, that is www.trylootcrate.com slash A-N-W-D. Hey, enter the code BRIDGE10 to save 10% on any new subscription. We are also brought to you this week by our friends at Vinyl Me Please. Vinyl Me Please is the record of the month club, the best damn record of the month club. Every month, Vinyl Me Please features one album that is essential to the modern vinyl collection. Each record is pressed exclusively for Vinyl Me Please, as features you can't get anywhere else, like bonus tracks, inserts, color variants, and come packaged with a 12 by 12 album-inspired art print and custom cocktail pairing. How can you fucking beat that? Rad vinyl, rad cocktail pairing, custom art, and Vinyl Me Please isn't like Record of the Month clubs of old. It's month to month, no strings attached, cancel any fucking time. So check out Vinyl Me Please today at joinvmp.com slash ANWD. Once again, that is joinvmp.com slash ANWD. Last but not least, we are brought to you by the old school sponsor, our boys at Laughable. Laughable is the number one comedy podcast app on iOS. Not only can you subscribe to your favorite podcast, you can subscribe to your favorite podcasters and comedians. Whenever they make an appearance on a new show, pops right up in your subscription feed. It's a great way to discover new shows. And on top of that, Laughable will make recommendations in-app on the front page. It is the best podcast app out there. Hands down, 100% free. So go to the App Store, download that motherfucker right now. Android is dropping in the next week or so. They just updated me on the timeline. Android users, when it comes out, you will fucking thank me. So that's it. Let's get on with the fucking show. Oh, no, before we get on with the fucking show, the video episodes, I'm subtly editing them. The Vimeo channel should be opening by the time you hear this. So check out the video channel. Go to www.vimeo.com slash and now we drink. Well, this week's episode is Jeremy Moonbeam Pache. Pache is back, minus Mr. Brocato. We talk sex, we talk gay porn, we talk. Oh, it's a fucking blast. Love this motherfucker. So sit back, relax, pop a cold one. And enjoy drinking buddies.
one and a two and a... Hello. Hey. Welcome. Wait a minute. That's my job. Oh, I'm sorry. Wait, no, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Who's hosting this fucking thing? Welcome to me. Uh-huh. Me with Moonbeam. Oh, hush. Moonbeam. Moonbeam's ridiculous. You know where it comes from? No. I've never asked. Oh, my God. Yeah. I mean, never really came up naturally. I went on this fucking spirit journey with this, like... It was exactly what you would think a spirit journey would be. This, like, big, heavyset woman was, like, holding me like a child in her arms. Aw. Yeah. And then my other friend was drumming. And DMT should have been involved, but it wasn't. And then she, like, did this, like, journey for me. And then she was like, your spirit name is Moonbeam. And I was like, you know what's great about Moonbeam is it's exactly eight letters and i can get it on my knuckles thank you so much for this experience do you have it on your knuckles i do i have a a whole sea of deceivingly like tough looking tattoos i mean i guess there's not really anything tough about tattoos anymore now that like people who make craft beer for a living have neck tattoos but yeah yeah it's it's crazy like when i got tattoos in the 90s it was like oh my god you have tattoos now it's like bro you don't have full sleeves i know and that's your banker now is like fucking tatted up on his face he looks like little peep and he's like hi would you like to open an account today and i'm like okay but yeah actually if you look closer to all my tattoos they're all really gay like really like i have a native american name on my knuckles i have eight disney princess tattoos which princesses mostly ariel i have esmeralda all the way down my side from hunchback of notre dame i was that was i was fucked up i was so fucked up when i got that one I went in and he was like, are you sure? Esmeralda from the Hunchback of Notre Dame. You want her to be 13 inches on your entire torso. I'm like, yeah, man, do it and do it now. Let's do the whole thing. Let's do the whole fucking tattoo. Well, hell yeah. Might as well have 13 inches, right? That's what I'm saying is uh, when he said 13 inches, I didn't know he was talking about the tattoo. So I was like, yeah, sign me up. And then by the time he got started, I was like, oh. Okay, well, it's too late now. <laughs> the ribs are so fucking rough, too. Oh, God, dude. I have 23 tattoos. This is the only one I cried during. It was so bad. And I had to come back like two years later. He did the outline, and it took me two years to find my nuts after that happened and get myself together and go get it filled in finally. Yeah, my ribs were the only one I tapped out on. Yeah. It's the only tattoo I have that's two sessions. Like, this goes into my fucking armpit. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, ow, 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 ow. It sucked. But I sat through it. Yeah. My ribs, I'm just like, no, 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 I'm cool. Oh, yeah. It was fucking terrible. I have every, I have my neck. I have like parts of my skull in the back still. I was like, whatever. That's fine. I don't care. I got a, I'm a, I'm a gay bottom. I have a threshold for pain, obviously. Okay. But no, the ribs. I had to stop and, you know what I had to do, dude? He was so mad. I had to take a nap. I stopped in the middle of it. I took a nap. I was like, I just need 15 minutes, man. I'm about to pass out. Yeah, my stupid ass. I'm just like, oh, yeah, no, I want a big tattoo on my ribs. And then on top of it, like, I traveled all the way to Chicago to find out a girl that I was super into. I was consciously like, I don't think she's feeling it, but I got to find out. <laughs> I was right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was right. And then I'm like, well, I already made this appointment to get this tattoo done. So I'm like, in a shitty headspace. And just excruciating pain. Yeah. For- oh, shit. Look at that. Okay. Are those vultures? They are indeed. That's amazing. That's so great. I, I mean, but kind of. the camera kind of. Yeah. Can it. you see? Can you see here? We have vultures. How many do you have? 
Is it the vultures from the Jungle Book? Is there like four? No, no. no. <laughs> you don't have Disney characters too? No, nah, no Disney characters for me. I'm like, <laughs> vultures are fucking metal. Yeah, death. Awesome. Yeah. Fuck, I eat dead shit. I'm a carrion. What's a carrion? It's something that eats dead things. Oh, wow. I feel smarter for that now. Yeah, awesome. Like hyenas and vultures and shit like carrion. that. Yeah. Yeah, like carry on, like in a plane. <laughs> it all makes sense now. <laughs> so how many tattoos you got let's see one five six nine ten. just ten ten yep not too bad catch up keep up bro i know this is the last one i got it's been since 2014 it's been five years since i've gotten any work done well what the hell's the come on I, oh is it because it was the ribs that's why that's <laughs> like, what it is i'm telling you i went back a month later and got like this touched up yeah oh fuck that and i think he wanted to do more work and i was just like no 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 i'm a bitch i started like flinching like the moment i put my arm up before the gun even started i was like no god no fuck that shit so if you've never gotten your ribs done don't do it don't do it i mean really like you gotta really want it like it's gotta be like oh this fucking means the world to me but if it's a fucking hummingbird for your grandma like every other white bitch in la don't get it on your ribs get it it's fine but get it on like i don't know get it get it somewhere meaty over your c-section scar oh my god yes uh, okay to any women watching this right now the sexiest thing you can do with the c-section scar is put a hummingbird on it absolutely i have a hummingbird drinking from the scar yes that's so good uh, uh. <laughs> just after the amniotic fluid that's like that's what keeps them going <laughs> uh, what would you get if you had a cesarean section scar what would you get as a tattoo to cover it up after the hummingbird yeah i mean other than the hummingbird hmm. audrey too Oh, oh, like from uh, Little, Shop, Little of Shop of Horrors. Yes. Oh, you just make that the mouth? Yeah. Yes. That'd be so good. That's a huge tattoo right there. I, I would pump out giant children. Yeah. I don't know. I'm gay. I've never seen a cesarean section scar before. You've never just been randomly in a strip club and seen one? Oh, my God. You saw one in a strip club? <laughs> Many times. That's so good. <laughs> you don't see many scars in a gay strip club, but you do see a lot of botched plastic surgery on the face. That's mostly what you see. Or, oh, dude, did you know? Okay, so, oh, it's so gross. Um, gay porn stars and gay strippers will get silicone injections in their dick because you can't make your dick longer, but you can make it, like, thicker. And some of them go crazy, and their dick, their balls will look like grapefruits. And then their dicks look like this, like, uh... you remember those toys that we used to have in the 90s that, like, were just, like, it was, like, a little... It was almost like the beginnings of a flashlight, really, and it would like roam around in your hand when you like jerked like that. You remember what I'm talking about? No. Oh man, is this even a real thing, or was this just a fantasy I used to have? I, I was thinking of Stretch Armstrong for a second there. You know, it doesn't look like Stretch Armstrong. It look, I don't know. It looks, it looks like if a Chipotle burrito was made out of a down comforter. That's. Yeah, I have no idea what that is. <laughs> no, no, no. I don't mean the toy anymore. Now I mean their dick. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's just like it just it looks so gross and so fake. And they'll get those. And it, it's so good for strippers, though, because like if you're not taking your underwear off, anybody, all anybody wants to see is just your bulge. Just how big is your package? I was a stripper for a while, and I didn't, I'm going to be honest with you, I didn't make a lot of money because I realized after I started stripping that it's not an industry for a grower um nobody goes to a strip club to be like it's cool i bet it gets bigger like nobody's 
gonna give that dude five dollars like here you go buddy i trust you i trust you it's cold in here yeah yeah you're not turned on by me what the fuck <laughs> yeah exactly you're not turned on by my shriveled cold dick i promise it's gets big it gets big just you know maybe not right now there's too much pressure but um but yeah they've got nice big fake bulges in the in the club we have our own version of fake titties believe it or not well i'm sure dudes are getting butt implants too oh god i almost got butt implants it was actually really flattering. So I went to Tijuana and I got chest implants because like my chest will just not grow at all. You really did? Yeah. These not implants. I'm sorry, but injections. So these are injections like silicone injections that you're looking at right now. This like solid A cup. Oh, that yeah, that's it. Well, yeah, 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 yeah. We got cameras now. Yeah, we got to yeah, actually yeah. like. Yeah. Okay. To anyone who's watching, by the way, don't compare my body to what it was when I was a stripper. So I don't want anyone looking at me right now and being like, that dude was a stripper. I used to be thinner than this. But yeah, so this right here is just injection. There's literally, like, I, I used to work in a gym for like 10 years. I worked out every day. Chest would not grow at all. I mean, it might also have to do with the fact that I was like, you know, a chain smoker and I barely ate. But still. So I went to Tijuana and I, uh, I got those injections. And I was like, oh, okay, well, while I'm here, do my ass too. And it was the sweetest thing. This old man was so nice. He said, um, I would, but it's going to change the shape of your butt. And you have a perfectly shaped butt. And I was like, you know what? Because you're a doctor, I really believe that. I, I could take that as like a, a factual compliment. Right. This is a medical professional telling me I have a perfect ass. A perfectly shaped ass. It's. I mean, I don't know if it's big enough. I would like a, a, a stupid ass. Like, an like a Kardashian ass. ass? Yeah, I want my ass to look like it's just had no education whatsoever. It's It's a disrespectfully large butt. But unfortunately, I, I was not blessed with that. I have like lower back and upper thigh more than more than an actual ass area. I call it my carry-on ass, going back to carry-ons. Because <laughs> it's less than 30 ounces. So you can just you can leave it with you on the plane. Uh, but I would like an ass that you, know, you need to check. <laughs> you want one that you can rest a glass on? Yeah, that's the, that's the dream. That's the American dream, I feel like now. The new American dream is just to have an ass you could put a, a glass of water on and it would stay. I don't know, man. As a heterosexual dude, there's too much. There's a thing that's too much ass. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. That makes me feel better. Maybe some gay guys feel that way. My partner likes likes it. So hey, that's, that's the important part. That's all that really matters. Now I can just let myself go. Fuck it. Isn't that the real American dream? The real American dream is to find somebody who loves you enough that you don't have to work out anymore. <laughs> because- like, you settled. Now I can. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Oh, thank God you love my personality enough that you don't mind me hitting second puberty. Right. I'm putting on my freshman 40 right now. Right now, all at once. Yeah. I'm, I used to be notably thin. Like like people would be like, oh my God. My mom used to say when I was growing up, um, if you turn sideways and stick your tongue out, you'd look like a zipper. <laughs> and now that I hit 30 and I'm in a relationship, I'm like, man, you remember when that when that used to be true? That's a good <laughs> hey, i remember when i was a skinny kid too believe it or not oh yeah 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 then i spent a summer working in an italian restaurant that gave me free shift oh, meals fuck. that went right out the fucking window yeah 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 like, there are points where i managed to slim down more than this but i'm never going back to being a skinny kid yeah i just had to give up on the fact that i'm, I'm never going to go back to being like a, uh, one of the olsen twins it's just i gotta find a new look to rock god bless dad bod coming out that's awesome Jay, I'm all about it. Yeah, I mean, as soon as it came out, the first thing I thought when Dad Bod came out was like, "Ah, oh, come on, really? Like, guys already don't try. Now we're gonna get celebrated for not trying. That's kind of bullshit." But then the next thing I thought was like, "I don't have to do anything." I, all I thought was Leonardo DiCaprio. 
You're the man. Thank you for making Dad Bod cool. He really he did a service to all of us. We should have some sort of like ceremony to thank him for really schlepping in. Yeah, like, <laughs> just, hey, I'm an A-list star. Look at my Dad Bod. Right. This is fashionable, motherfuckers. If he hadn't made the conscious decision to just look at disgusting and disheveled on the beach that day, where would we be right now? Well, it also helps that he had a supermodel hanging off of him while he did it. I mean, right? And like, she's all like, hasn't eaten in three days. He ate all her food. That's why. I'm telling you. Oh God, he definitely ate seconds. Whatever. I'm. I'm not gonna lie though. I'm kind of into the dad bod too. Everyone is these days. It's very in vogue right now. Dad bods for guys and just giant asses for women. It's sort of like we're turning slowly into like Wally, like when everyone's just like super overweight in chairs and like no one walks. I think we're just slowly going back to medieval times where like being well fed was a sign of wealth yeah that's good i'd take that i okay i still look lower class in that capacity too i'm on that fence you know what i mean i'm skinny fat fuck i gotta choose a side come over to the dark side just Uh, come straight over to fat i think that was actually the name of a movie i was in (laughs) (laughs) come straight over to fat yeah uh i was in the sequel though so you know you have to see the first one or else it won't make any sense that's what i recommend Oh, I love continuity in porn. Yeah, me too. I mean, I don't want to walk in and be like, well, why is Jessica Biel here? I don't understand. You know what I mean? Yeah, why are these two fucking? What's their motivation? Exactly. Right? We're just all of a sudden in Europe, you know? And then there's all those inside jokes that you don't get that you go over your head because you weren't there for the first movie. Right. And who wants stale callbacks? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> inside jokes was actually the name of another movie that I was in as well. But it was a porn about comedians, so... <laughs> inside jokes oh uh no i would probably do that uh what you drinking uh, i believe this fine evening we are drinking maker's mark oh so speaking of uh comedy how's the comedy thing been going um it's been good it's been good it's a lot of like uh fits and starts and shits and farts and all that you know what i mean um but i'm liking it i actually am really excited because i have a very like woman positive set that i do that's like super feministy and it's like totally not offensive in any capacity but i did it in front of this like crowd of women's studies majors and like um i found that like staunch militant women's studies majors hate everything they even hate each other they even hate what they say after it comes out of their own mouth and uh, i had never had one of those experiences where someone came up after me to me after the show and blah 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 she comes up to me after the show and I literally don't remember what she said. And she was just totally being super asshole about whatever it is she was about to say. And I just stopped her and I was like, I just want to thank you because I really feel like I'm starting to like make it as a comedian because somebody's approaching me after the show to give me some bullshit about my joke. I don't want you to mistake this for me thinking that I give a shit about what you're saying or that I'm listening at all. I'm totally not. Go fuck yourself. But also, thank you so much. You know what I mean? You got to get that stuff out of the way. Right. My set affected you enough that you're going to spend your valuable time right. to come bother me when you could go be getting another drink somewhere. Yeah. Like you, oh, you cared? Oh my God, you cared. Thank you. And then uh, I got bombing out of the way a while ago. I uh, I have a very gay set that I do, um, which is surprisingly not as like uncomfortable as you would think it is. If anything, I actually talk more about like women's vaginas than than being gay. Like I'm, I'm definitely, t- it's, it's, uh, I'll, I'll explain in a second, but, um, Still, it's very gay. And I walked out on stage and it was like one of those shows where like sometimes you'll run into a show and you'll realize that everybody in the fucking audience is a comedian waiting to go up on stage and no one is an actual audience member. And there was one table of actual audience members and it was like 
all these cholos. And then my little like skinny white gay ass gets up there. And I was like, oh, fuck. And so I just like stopped in the middle of the set. It was going so horribly. I was bombing so hard, obviously. And I stopped and I was like, I just want to say to whichever one of you guys decided, hey, homies, we're going to go to the comedy show and get some pussy tonight. You owe everyone at this table a drink right now because I want you to look at what happened instead. You are listening to me. And they were all like, oh, man, that's so true. Fuck, this is not what we thought was going to happen at all. <laughs> and I, li- I just stopped in the middle of my side. I think I had like four minutes left. I was like, I'm out. I feel like that's good. I got to go. So I got all that shit out of the way now. See, that's the crazy part about comedy. Comedy is like the only art form where like, I have no idea what's going to be on stage tonight, but I'm going to go see a comedy show. I know. It's a real fucking risk, right? I know. I'm, I feel like I'm talking about a hack premise that everyone has talked about this at some point or another, but it's true. Uh, yeah, it's true, honestly. And like, it's, it's such a fucking potpourri, too. Like, you're going to go from one person who's like all Jerry Seinfeld about like, what's the deal with this thing we all have in common? And then the next person's like, I'm mildly racist. <laughs> and then like you get a girl talking about her period and then you're going to get there's always at least one geriatric comedian. That's what always blows my mind, especially if I go after them and something and I'm just like talking about being a porn star and a stripper. And then after it's like, and now Ethel, you know, with her jokes about subways. <laughs> and I'm like, fucking Ethel. Sorry. Sorry, Ethel. Sorry, Ethel. You should ask Ethel if she can hook you up with her grandson. If you weren't in a committed relationship. I know. Yeah. Well, I think I did hook up with at least somebody's grandson at some point, probably an Ethel. There was a lot of grandsons. I'm pretty sure someone, if you're fucking people, they were someone's grandson at one point. I think that's just how it works. Now, I'm not sure on the math on that, but I'm going to take your word for it. Uh, yeah. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes I sense. mean, I don't claim to be a genealogy expert. I can barely say the word, apparently. I feel like that's exactly what I should tell little Ethel next time I see her. Be like, look, I fucked a lot of grandsons, but I am pretty sure not yours. So I don't know if that makes you feel any better or not. But anyway, good, good show tonight. I just want an opportunity to say to an old person, I fucked a lot of grandsons in my life. It's so weird. <laughs> well, it's, it's weird to think that, like, I fucked someone's granddaughter. I know, yeah. Just let's all take a moment real quick and think about the fact that we've all been with someone's grandchild. Right? That last bitch you fucked who was drunk, she had a grandma. Probably gave her hard candies over the summer. Yeah, told her she could be anything. And look what she turned out to be. Your one night stand. Or, or I was hers. That's true. Yeah. That's a more modern way of looking at it. I love that. That's so beautiful. Maybe she used you. She definitely used me. Yeah. She, I'm very sensitive and caring. Did she thank you, ma'am? You? Or was there even a thank you? Probably not a thank you. Oh, that's fine. Well, Hell, if we knew each other's names, that's an improvement. Honestly. Sometimes it's easier to say thank you than what's your name. You know what I mean? Usually it's you're still here. Yeah, that's my name. Oh, God, you're still here? Well, I got to work in the morning. I used to hear that one a lot. Because I was the dude who could never host, so I'd always go over to their place. Well, that is the that is the best move. Yeah. Because it's never awkward to kick somebody out when you just got to leave. Yeah, exactly. Well, no, no, no. It would be more the other way is what I'm saying. I would be kicked out by saying, right, but- I got to work in the morning. And then I'm like, oh, you want to sleep alone because you have work in the morning. Got it. Got it. But it's that's still much easier. I would rather be occasionally kicked out mm. by someone who wants to sleep alone than, oh, fuck, you're still here? <laughs> yeah, that is a little bit better. And it also is classier because you feel like, oh, this person has a job, so I made a right decision here. Okay, I fucked a classy guy with a job. 
I'm into it. Who knows what that job is? Yeah, you know, whatever. I probably already know how good it is based on the apartment interior that I've seen. I don't know, man. People judge me by this apartment. They're like, oh, no, that would be a total misread. This is way nicer than you. It is. <laughs> it totally is. It's great. I have to, I've made a choice to judge you based on what you're wearing instead of where you live. That is a wise move. That makes sense. And your toenails that I clocked earlier, that, that told me everything I needed to know about you. Those raven claws. That's not the house. That. That's the house you belong to. It's Ravenclaw. <laughs> they're not that bad right now. I mean, they're not manicured or anything, pedicured. Oh, actually, no. I was making a joke based on assumption. You have pretty nails. They're great. You could be. You could be in like one of those vacations for a sandals resort. Okay, I see how it is. I see how it is. They're not that good either. They're not that good either. They're just, they're dirty. I'm a man. They're gross. Yeah. They stink. Yeah. <laughs> they're a little gnarly, but they're not like clacking as I walk. <laughs> I, my my steps don't sound like a pissed off DMV worker typing. Yeah, just. <laughs> uh, I have terrible feet. I'm the worst gay dude in the world, man. I'm telling you, I'm so bad. I don't dress. I don't give a shit about fashion. I don't care at all about it. I've been told by my partner actually like several times, "Hey, you should check maybe and just make sure just just check just to see real quick in the mirror if you if you look a little homeless, you might." And the Shitty part about it is that every time I've been like, what? And gone to look in the mirror, I'm like, oh my God, I do. Like, he's sweet about it, but it's bad. There's a couple pictures on your Instagram, like, where you're like really dolled <laughs> up, and I'm like, wait a minute, that, what? <laughs> Who the fuck is that? Yeah. Like, oh my God. So confused right now. All right. Yeah. A couple times where like I don't just have like a work polo on at, at best. You're lucky if you get a collar out of me. Yeah. It's like you had a lace mask on. You're like uh, super fancy. I'm like, Oh yeah, there it is. Yeah, well, it must have been Halloween then, because that's about yeah, that's about it for dressing up for me. It's terrible. I don't, I don't like fashion. I, um, I'm a pretty terrible decorator. If you need me to decorate your dorm, I'm really good at that. That's like my aesthetic. We were talking about this off mic, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That apparently I have the posters in my room that are of the stereotypical gay man in college in my room. Yeah. You, I mean, you do. That's like the only gay thing I've ever known about you is that you I have a Kill Bill poster and a Fight Club poster in my room. And that right there, ladies and gentlemen, I can't tell you how many times in college I uh, got a little bored during the sex and looked and saw that there were Kill Bill and Pulp Fiction and Fight Club posters everywhere. Always. And then if you were like a bottom, it was Garden State. <laughs> <laughs> Bottoms all loved Garden State. <laughs> What's there not to love, Natalie Portman? I mean, coming of age. So good. Oh, I've never God. actually watched that movie. I mean, I don't know. Like, if, if you had watched it when it came out and you were age appropriate, it would have changed your life. But I'm pretty sure if you watched it right now, you'd be like, wow, I hate young white people. I own a copy of it. I've just never watched mm. it. <laughs> it's, my bed was unstable, so it's balancing it out right now. No, I bought it digitally. Oh, my God. It's like oh, a lot of people have talked about this movie. I'll watch it eventually. Yeah, no, it's just really, it's really like, uh, it's just angsty as fuck. It might also be that I'm just a movie hoarder. Yeah, I've noticed that. You're the only person I know who still proudly displays DVDs. Congrats. Well, you can't really just dis proudly display DVDs like digitally anymore. Like, what do you, it's not even like we have MySpace anymore. Like, I can't even put, you know, on MySpace, <laughs> you could at least like put posters of like CD covers and DVDs that you really liked. On Facebook, what are you just going to list them all off in one post? Well, you can 
favorite them or some shit. Like I have oh, no. favorite in movies, but no one ever looks at nobody that shit. looks at that shit. First of all, and second of all, I love that like we used to go like pages like years ago on Facebook, like ten years ago, and I'll forget that I went and did that because I was trying to make it more like MySpace. So I'm like, oh, I'm gonna go like you know like fucking Meryl Streep and like all this stuff just to let everybody know who I like. Which like who doesn't like Meryl Streep? But still, and now. Every now and then, like, it's turned into a page now. So every now and then in my fucking newsfeed will pop up, like, Grey's Anatomy. And I'm like, what? I don't follow Grey's Anatomy. And it's like, whoever, like, whatever sad, like, webmaster host started that page has just decided for the first time in eight years they're going to post, like, a random picture of Grey's Anatomy. Yeah, yeah. And little did we know at the time, we were just giving data away for Facebook to sell. Yeah, yeah, and then I'll see seven ads for you know Grey's Anatomy, and it'll be like a mixture of everything I've looked at on the internet. So it's like a Grey's Anatomy like dildo. I get the weirdest targeted ads sometimes on Facebook. I got one for like dental tools the other day. I'm like, do they think I'm a serial killer? What the fuck? Dental tool? What are you saying about my smile? Like, what if they send you that based on like algorithms about your smile and all of your pictures? Like. <laughs> Ouch, Facebook. Damn. Ouch. I know. They send me like anti-aging cream ads. They do though. Oh, fuck. Maybe they've noticed my aging. I used to be addicted to meth though. So it's it's not so much about aging. Maybe that's why they sent it to me. They're like, wow, we noticed you rapidly aged really quickly in like two years. Have you tried under eye cream? Right. And the, they'll start recommending plastic surgeons real soon. <laughs> Dude, they will. Fucking dirty targeted ads. God damn them. Dental tools? I'm like. Yeah, do that's you, weird. Do you expect me to perform shit on myself? I know my smile is not the best in the world, but <laughs> do you expect me to be like, well, we know you're Jewish too, so we know you're just going to, you want to do this on the cheap? Here's <laughs> yes. a mirror. Go to town. Go to town, buddy. I mean, imagine the money that you're going to save, my God. Till I May- fuck it up. <laughs> maybe it's because you say oral a lot. Oh. Yeah. I mean, I imagine how many times you say oral on your Facebook and all that. All the time. All the time. <laughs> Please don't be like the twentieth guest to deep throw that mic. Ew. Okay. Well, thank you for the heads up. Yeah. Have you at least hit it with a wet wipe? You know. Nope. Okay. Well, so we're just gonna we're we're gonna just give it an air kiss. Like an annoying girl in high school who doesn't know what she's doing yet on the first date. Just. <laughs> yeah. Have the red active guest who after she sucked my dick. Then she sucked this. Yeah. yeah. Oh, great. So you're just by proxy, you're just your black dick is just in front. I'm just speaking into it. My dick's not black. No, but this mic is. It is. Yeah. So, you know, you finally got now you have your own black dick. Congrats. Yes. Your dream came true. Honestly. This mic is much girthier than I could ever hope to be, too. I mean, honestly, same. This is girthier than most. This is a this is one of those people who like if you have this. There were certain people when I used to film um, porn who would have a. A, a, a piece of anatomy that was really sad. Like if, if let's say this mic was your dick, um, I would feel bad for you because when you see people with like that kind of dick, you know that like God gave them no choice. Like you were born with one job. There's only one thing you're ever going to be good at. You know what I mean? Like God doesn't give a 13 inch beer can dick to someone who is destined to be the world's best accountant. You know what I mean? Like, you are here for porn, buddy. You poor thing. Yeah, yeah. And the worst part about it is a lot of people probably don't want to fuck you off camera. Oh, God, no, I'm sure. Like, uh, what a nightmare, you know? Like, to get you have to get paid for that. I don't, I, I mean, I think every guy wishes that they were, like, 
bigger or girthier or this or that. But like, I don't think anybody wishes to have a dick that's like, you need to get paid to take it. <laughs> you know what I mean? You know what? In my old age, in my advancing age, I am actually very comfortable with what I got. I'm happy with it. It sucks because like guys are so good at just getting okay and over it with like all things that involve our body. Women, it's like I don't even think that we allow them the chance to. But even if like women ignore society and they're like, I'm going to be okay with it. It still takes them till they're like 90 before they're like, this is my body. Guys, I feel like every step along the way, we're like, yeah, I love me. You know what I mean? Like a new thing will pop up and it's like, I love me. I'm great. I don't even necessarily love me. I'm just like, yeah, it could be a lot worse. Right. Exactly. Like our balls will drop and we're like, no, they're great now. Hey, they're just airlock the asshole. Exactly. Yes, exactly. In some, in some cultures, this means I'm virile. Ew, is that the sound of your balls smacking your asshole when you run or something? Not my asshole. Her asshole is a... Uh, oh, wow. I didn't even think about that. Yeah, that's a thing. Airlock the asshole. I totally thought you meant like the balls. <laughs> my own asshole. The balls were so low, they go back into you and like airlock your asshole. No, thankfully. Woo. I mean, that's pretty long right there. Yeah, those... those, those woo. <laughs> woo. I don't know. I'm Italian. I might end up headed that way. I feel like Italians get... That chewed gum look real sexy. Somebody's into it. So Exactly. That's what I learned. And all of the adult work I've ever done, there's one thing that I definitely learned that each of them taught me in their own way, which is that what you just said. Somebody, somebody's into it. So I wish that people would teach that to fucking teenagers. Like, yo, somebody's into it. Yeah. Okay. Between all adult work teaching me that somebody's into it, whatever it is, and then LA teaching me that like, there is no unattractive person. Actually, you'd think that L.A. would make me feel like, oh, my God, if you're not pretty, you're like the worst and your life sucks. No, L.A. has taught me that like there's somebody for everybody. Everybody in this is attractive to somebody. Well, and the thing about L.A. is there are so many fucking pretty people here. It's like you're a dime a dozen. It's really boring now. Yeah. Yeah. You are not a fucking rare commodity. I don't even notice anymore. Honestly, like, I mean, there are people who are just like. You'll get into an Uber, and I swear to God, like the dude looks like it looks like uh, Carrie Underwood would pay him. You know what I mean? Like someone just gorgeous would just pay him to have sex with him, and uh, and I won't even know. I'll just be like, "Hey, Carl." Like I don't even care anymore. Stuff that used to like super register my boner dar is now just like, "Oh, take a left here." You know what I mean? Yeah. Can you let me off right over there? Yeah. The other thing is too, though. Um, I don't know if you've seen stars and stuff, but every celebrity I've seen who's like gorgeous on TV and in magazines and stuff is just a beast and just a hose beast, just gross. I mean, disheveled, like with no makeup, you can barely tell that it's them. So I literally like when I moved here, I called my friends on the East Coast and I was like, I want you to know, go to the mirror right now, look at yourself and realize that you are already as beautiful as Nicole Kidman. You just don't have the same team that she has. So that's the cool thing about like famous comedians. They look like they do on TV. Oh my God. That's what's so great. I love that. I like accidentally stumbled into the only profession in Los Angeles where my beauty standards are held to Roseanne and Louis CK. Like so long as I look just as good as them, 
then I'm going to be okay. You know what I mean? Yeah, I ran into Bill Burr at Gelson's a couple of years back. I was like, oh, hey, there's Bill Burr. It just looks just like Bill Burr. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's not a lot of bells and whistles that they put on a comedian before they go on stage. I heard somebody say, like, don't get too hot because nobody's rooting for the sexy person. Hell no. Yeah, well, I mean, honestly, guilty. There are certain, like, attractive comedians out there where I don't want to say that, like, I don't like them, but I will say, like, against my will, I'll find myself just being like, eh. His life's not that hard. Fuck it. Yeah. You have to be really fucking funny. Yeah. You either have to be really, really funny or it has to be self-deprecating as a motherfucker. Like, I want you to immediately start trash talking yourself the moment you stand on stage. Because then that makes me feel better. If a beautiful, like, white person goes on stage and is like, I'm an idiot. I'm like, well, then even the most, like, privileged person in the world thinks they're an idiot. Hell, I, I feel better. But they're lying to you because they wrote those jokes. That's true. <laughs> they don't think they're an idiot. Yeah, they're like, I wrote this. The dumb fucking audience will believe I think I'm an idiot. Well, hell, I don't want to tell on myself, but you know, I mean, I write jokes about how I failed at uh, sex work, but of course, obviously, like I get it. Underneath it, it's like, but I still did it. Yeah, someone still paid me for sex work. Okay, all right, hello. I've never really gotten any judgment from it except like once or twice in my life. And then like, I remember this like, Again, there's no one who's attractive or unattractive, actually, but there are people who are... Oh, no, there are definitely unattractive people, for real. Right. Well, I mean, it has to do with who you are on the inside, and then also there's, like, universally attractive versus universally unattractive, like... Yeah, if you have crazy boils, I'm sorry, you're unattractive. Right. Well, there's somebody into that, too, if you pop them on camera, I'm sure, but... Yeah, there's that whole fucking uh, Ugh, Dr. Zit thing. God damn, I hate that. I hate that. I had to train my Facebook to stop showing me that shit. Gross. It's like a guilty pleasure. I'm like, ah, ah, oh, oh. Can't turn away. <laughs> Look, I have guilty pleasures, but fuck. You know what my guilty pleasure is? I love watching people eat edible. I'm, I don't even smoke weed, but I love watching people eat edibles and then just try anything. It's so great. You would have loved me in Colombia. My asshole friend. Well, he's not an asshole. He was trying to do the right thing. I have thing. a couple asshole friends. He's like, <laughs> I brought these edibles down to Colombia. I figured one night we'll get weird. Like, all right, cool. Fuck it. I'm in Colombia. I'll do a fucking edible. Done. One edible, I was just done. Yeah, you were like praying to God and all that. No, I couldn't articulate praying to God. I was so done. <laughs> yes. Like, yeah, I, fuck. Oh, I understand. <laughs> like, for whatever reason, <laughs> edibles hit me so fucking hard. For the audience at home, if you're newer to the show, go back to the Chris Cope episode. Mm-hmm. Did you do edibles on this one? Accidentally. Nice. Even better. So we're hanging out on the balcony. And Chris breaks open a tin of chocolate-covered espresso beans. Mm -hmm. So, oh, you want one? I'm like, yeah, I can use some caffeine. Fuck yeah. (laughs) An hour into the the show, I'm I'm nodding. I'm staring at the lamp. He's like, dude, those aren't that strong. I'm like, I'm fucked. (laughs) Oh, you're drunk. I'm like, no, no, no. I know drunk. I know drunk. Drunk and I, we go way back. We're tight. Me and drunk are tight. There's someone else in this house. Right. Someone else has snuck in. Right. That's fucking up the party. So how did it go? Uh, it was a, still a really entertaining episode. I don't bet. get me wrong. But I'm still like staring like the, <laughs> yeah. the color for the lamps off. And I'm just staring <laughs> at it. And I'm just like. What did you do to them? He's like, those were Medicaid. I'm like, oh, it's so good. What? 
I don't know. I just, I mean, I tried edibles like two, three times and like I freaked out. And I just remember everybody laughing at me. And all I could think about in that moment was like, I want to stop freaking out. And then I want to spend the rest of my life looking at other people doing this, but never do it again myself. And so it's so entertaining. It's so entertaining. I'm like, oh, they're so fucked. They don't even know what's going on. Yeah. It, it, I don't know. Is it's that not like Schadenfreuden? Is that terrible? No, I don't like, think so. I want to watch your mind melt. <laughs> so No. Good. I'm I'm all about it. Why do you think I feed people booze half the time? Oh, I just want to see what happens. That's so true, actually. Who the hell am I talking to on this one? <laughs> like, do another shot. Let's see what happens. <laughs> yes. Woo, what crazy shit are you going to say? I know. The amount of titties that you've gotten out of your little Maker's Mark bottle. I feel like you should just mark off the bottle by titties. You know what I mean? Like one titty, eight titties, ten titties. Just go all the way down. That bottle doesn't survive that long. I know, huh? Like ten titties. No way. That's like That four. bottle's good for like... A set of titties and probably mine. <laughs> right. <laughs> we didn't even get to her yet. Right. Actually, one drink in, I already had my shirt up today. Like, we already got topless like the first 10 minutes into the show. Oh, that's true. I did show my titties already. Oh, my God. I, you tricked me. <laughs> oh, my God. I showed my tits on this show. I literally did that without even thinking. That's right. Oh, you're good. I am that good. You're good. I just <sighs> get motherfuckers topless. I feel so cold. <sighs> I've been violated. <laughs> No, no, no. No, no, no. Finish this. Then we'll talk about Violated. Yeah, finish your coffee. (laughs) I know, yeah, my coffee. Uh, But no, I was saying, um, so yeah, I've never been judged for it before, but like once or twice. And it was both times it was this like, well, just say it, whatever. There's this unattractive, like just ugly ass motherfucker was like, well, I would never do porn. And I was like, honey, no one would ever you you'll never have to worry about what you would do if someone approached you to do porn like this will never be a thing that's never gonna be a question you have to grapple with you know what i mean so i'm like so you just you throw stones from your ugly ass house i don't know man i i thought about at one point doing like an average joe's porn like have the talent be like no i love that now oh my god okay so now that i've done porn i can't watch produced porn anymore because it's just it just looks like work like I literally I look at it and I'm like thinking about like oh I wonder where the cameraman was standing and how many times did like they take the shot and who had Trimax and all this stuff blah 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 like how and I'm even thinking about stupid shit like I wonder how long he douched did he douche more than I used to do like it's just terrible but now all I like is not only amateur stuff but it has to be like real I need like a little body fat I need like a weird hair growing out of your shoulder why I don't know but it just shows that you're real not glimmering no yeah I need you to look like some love handles will be good you know what I mean it needs definitely to be in like not even in the back of a nice car I need it to just be like a Geo Metro like this is clearly just some rednecks getting it on and that does it for me honestly now because I'm like no these are not stars They'll actually never perform again. <laughs> this is a one shot. Like thing. this is blackmailing someone ten I, years from now. Yeah, that's what I like. I like. I like thinking that maybe one of them doesn't know this is online. <laughs> like, I am watching two dudes ruin their lives. Oh, at least one of them. Uh, this is a revenge post because one of them cheated. That's totally what this is right now. Holy shit! I, speaking of you know gay porn, I'm yeah. curious. Yeah, what's your thoughts on HIV positive performers? still performing oh okay so here's the thing um do you are you familiar with undetectable i am indeed all right let me just 
Let me just preface really hard right now by saying to anyone who might be listening to me talk about this right now, I am not a medical professional and nothing that I'm going to be saying right now is rooted in something that you should quote me on or act accordingly based on. But that's Ditto. It. Right, Ditto. exactly. This is not a Camera. sex education class, okay? Right. Like, the, there's nothing educational about it yeah. now we drink? Yeah, no. Unless no. we're possibly talking about cigars or bourbon. I am. I'm not even really an expert in that. Really, if if we're talking about anal sex, I might be able to help a little bit, but it's all still hearsay. <laughs> okay. And yeah. also, how the fuck did you get to this point in the podcast looking for sexual advice? Take another drink. What are you doing? Um. Uh. But right. yeah. So there are. Yeah. Cheers. Cheers to that. I got a refill. Oh shit. Well, cheers to that. Anyway. I'm on my third drink already. Shit. <laughs> fuck yeah. And now HIV. Great. This is on par for the third drink. Hey, it's, uh, what, do you th- what do you think about HIV? Well, the, the reason I'm bringing it up is, so I attended a panel at AVN years ago Yeah, where one of the San Francisco adult, um, that side of the house, the gay side of the house, yeah. said he was being sued by an HIV positive performer for discrimination because they wouldn't let him perform. This is before you could be undetectable. Undetectable, yeah. Okay, so when you couldn't be undetectable, I don't know shit about. I don't know that world. I was like a kid. On that, cheers. Cheers. I was a kid. All I did was, you know, I knew it was sad, and I saw, like, Pedro die on real world. And then all of a sudden, like, the world was completely different by the time that I was having sex because it was, like, undetectable and shit. Undetectable has been explained to me, basically, as, like, you are not contagious, really. Like, there's... I don't even think anybody's ever, like been undetectable and given it to someone else like i think that you could like bleed into another person's skin and you're probably going to be okay basically undetectable is like you're cured but there isn't actually a cure so if there was a cure then you'd be totally cured but unfortunately it's like you just take one pill a day and you're fine it's having hiv now is like less work than having asthma like you just Take a pill a day and just stay undetectable. Yeah. You don't even have to carry your inhaler with you. Right. And that said, um, everybody that I ever worked with was undetectable. And it was actually like, you would just have to disclose. They would ask you. And then it was like, undetectable? Gotcha. That was it. Like, I think it would be more discriminatory now based solely on my experience. Absolutely none of this is rooted in scientific fact. Um, but I think it would be probably more discriminatory now toward HIV negative people where like that would be more cause for pause. Like if you're like just going down the checklist and you're like HIV positive and they're like, uh, no negative. You'd be like, what? Uh, what? Prep motherfuckers. Prep. Right. And now there's prep and all this shit like and everything's back to bareback now. Like, yeah, I'm sure it was really, really, really sensitive. And like there was nothing but condoms all through like the late 80s and 90s. And based on what I've seen from watching Rent. I kind of get it. Yeah, like Philadelphia was a sad movie. It was. It was. Yeah, so I'm well, not... Well, in the 90s, they convinced us, you know, hetero motherfuckers that like you have unprotected sex once you're getting AIDS. Yeah, yeah. It was like, it was a whole lot of AIDS going on back then. You lying motherfuckers. It's so hard for non-needle-using heterosexual motherfuckers to get AIDS. I mean, yeah, but it was fucking terrifying. I mean, the CDC calls, you know, heterosexual males that are non-needle users liars if they have HIV. Oh, really? <laughs> oh, my God. You're a you're, liar. You are not. You are none of those things. Either you're using needles or you're gay. It's just how it is. Honestly, you're just a little gay. Well, now, thank God, that's all like, uh, I don't know. Now it's more about, uh, we don't even, it's, honestly, when I was in the industry, there was not even a whole lot of time spent talking about that. It was all about the other STDs. And some companies were like, we need you to get a panel 
you know well that's how it should be yeah and i was always felt like more comfortable with them and then other companies were just so like relaxed it was like oh you don't have any std oh cool okay great cool you brought us a panel and i'm like yeah of course i did like i wanted to show you like a full screening and like i don't have any stds and they were like neat okay and like i could just see them put that away in like a folder that was clearly just like it was literally like they balled it up one yeah they just like threw it over their shoulder and i was like i already got paid so i'm gonna try it but god i hope the other guy's okay too i love that we can do visual gags now by the way yeah it's good <laughs> and you throw it over, over your shoulder, shoulder. And just boom Whoop. yes and this is why and what's fucked up about that is production houses like that are why crossover performers that do work on the gay side and work on mainstream porn yeah get a bad rep yeah yeah well because it's it's a i think it's depending on what company that you work for it can be pretty reckless well and that's the thing a lot of mainstream performers aren't going to do the research on is this a reputable adult no no you, fuck no you're they're like, just like oh you did gay porn that side is not to our testing standards right right you're a risk to me but i feel like based on the people that i've talked to on the on the straight side like it's pretty much the same it just depends on like how big is the act how actually big is the company that nobody the in la is not testing yeah in la especially they're testing for sure but it's like you know, these people would fly me all over and um, I would do like different companies and they all look the same on the Internet. But you could always tell which ones were going to be kind of seedy and which ones weren't because some of them had an office and some of them had a laptop. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like the whole company was run off this one dude's laptop or they actually had like there's one company I worked with that had multiple offices in multiple cities. And it was an actual office building with like a wrist. There was a giant dick. Like ten foot tall in the lobby, and then a receptionist. Like, can you imagine a porn company being big and legitimate enough that there was someone who's like, "Hi, I'm Sandy. Please have a seat, and I'll get them for you." I'll see oh, if you he's ready. The giant vivid sign, right? Oh, yeah, the vivid is like, yeah, exactly. They got an office building. Like, I can't imagine a porn company being so big they have like a big neon sign off. An but they building. do. It's crazy. So, for you non-LA residents, if you drive north on the 101, right out of Hollywood, you look left. And there was a giant Vivid video sign on Vivid's office building that they own the whole fucking they building. They own the whole office building. Like, it's like as big as the Netflix building. Eh, not quite, but... But still, it's like, it's a legit office building. I Shit You Not, which is actually the name of another one of the movies that I was in. I Shit, I shit you, you Not? not. Yeah. Yeah, it was very cool. I didn't think you were in a movie called Office Building. Office Building. That'd be so boring. You know you just reach in the bottom of the barrel creatively when you just start naming your scenes based on location. Office yeah. Building. Mm, everything gets hot and heavy in Office Building. In Office Building. Dick Spankum in Office Building. Location 3. <laughs> Warehouse. <laughs> Allie in Chatsworth. <laughs> yes. Yes. Alley behind Chinese restaurant. Oh, nobody wants to fuck there. No. Oh God, no. I just feel like there'd be just a dog or something would would come up. No, that's in the food. Oh shit, we had to take it there. We're in LA. We have to. We have to make that joke. Um, that's a joke. I don't mean it. I love Chinese food, and I love dogs, especially and, in my belly. And again, I don't know anything about HIV. <laughs> While we're making disclaimers here, I just want to go back and say that. Um, what was the first, what was the location in which you lost your virginity? Because see, I feel like that is a good name for a porn scene always too. Well, a bedroom in fucking Chicago, Chicago bedroom. Yes. That's well, awesome. The action started on a rooftop and then moved its way to a bedroom. 
rooftop. Oh my god, that's so romantical. Oh no, it was not romantic at no, all. No, it was a shitty rooftop. Well, it was. I've told the story on air, but it was my friend's girlfriend. Oh no! And his best friend was hanging out with us, mm-hmm. and the three of us are drinking on a rooftop. There's only two lawn chairs. She sits on on my lap. I don't to this day don't really know how it started, but all of a sudden we're making out on the fucking lawn chair. Yeah, I mean, I feel like that was a perfect storm. It was bound to happen. Oh yeah, no, it was definitely bound to happen. And in my 16 year old drunk brain, I literally just said, "Hey, wanna fuck?" <laughs> and she said, "Yes." Okay. And that fucked me up for a couple of years because I definitely went, "Hey, wanna fuck?" to a couple other people that it. <laughs> What did not go down well. <laughs> that's the kind of thing that's only going to work once or twice in your life. Yeah, it fucking worked the first time. Well, for you guys, I mean, that's literally how I met like nine of my exes. Hey, want to fuck? Yeah. But for you guys, no, no, no. Well, no I, I've said this on air. I don't know if you've ever heard me say it on air, but I am honestly amazed very regularly that the gay community gets anything done. Oh, yeah. No, I mean, I'm sure we probably would have got marriage equality a lot sooner had we not the thing is every time we gather in a room this is what's so unfair about it imagine this like you're gathered in a room full of people that you're you consider family and like you're you're all fighting for your cause together but you all know in the back of your head that the the thing that unites you is that you all like to fuck the same way because yeah i mean politically speaking and spiritually speaking it's about who you love but at the end of the day let's cut to the chase it's not it's about who you fuck so you're in this room full of people and you know that they're all down to fuck the way that you like to fuck. Right. You're all down the way you like to fuck and you all have male sex drives. And you all have that like testosterone running through your veins. Exactly. Yeah. And so it's like anytime we're together, like I don't care if it's pride. I don't care if it's like a gay bar. I don't care if it's a gay book study. That bathroom has and then you go to the bathroom. That's the thing, too, is bathrooms in these locations are just popping with sexual energy whether or not somebody actually sucks or fucks in the bathroom it just depends on the time of day and location i suppose but either way like you put us standing next to each other at a urinal and you know like imagine if you're in a bathroom full of people that you know are down to fuck the same way that you're down to fuck and then now you have to go whip your dicks out stare at a wall side by side and try not to look at each other it's unfair like i can't even imagine asking you to be in a room full of women who you know are straight into you and then being like, hey, um, if you need to pee, you have to go to the bathroom and on either side of you is going to stand a girl with her breasts fully exposed. But do not look to the left or right because then you're a creep. What the fuck? I don't. I'm a creep then. <laughs> fuck them. Fuck them. Fuck but yeah, I, as I said, I don't understand how the gay community does get shit done. Oh, we get a lot of shit done. Yeah, I'm, saying. I'm just saying like. I don't understand how you made this podcast. I don't know how you left the house this morning. How are you two now just you and your partner just fucking all the time? Oh, it's a lot of fucking, I'll tell you that much. That's for sure. Um, oh, what were we talking about? How you left the house today. Oh, yeah, sorry. I zoned out for a second there. You're like, oh, yeah, I could be getting laid right now, but instead this I'm just actually, talking to Matt. This has been a great podcast, guys. Thanks so much. My name is Jeremy. <laughs> <laughs> But seriously, like, I feel like a gay couple's like two nymphomaniacs together. I mean, you're not wrong. It can be a bit of an issue sometimes, honestly. The only thing I would say is uh, that we do have is like the laziness kind of thing. You know what I mean? Like that's guys, especially in a relationship, I feel like all guys straight and gay get like 
to a lazy point at some point where like you just want to like scratch your balls and fart and all that and like the girl is the one who's like "Ooh, that's gross stop it you know what i mean like trying to remain safe. like you have at least that woman like this is you know like stereotypically in like a straight relationship but i feel like the woman generally is like she still has her makeup on or she tries to at least put some effort into her pajamas or something well at the point where she stops putting in effort that's when you know the relationship's on decline. Yeah, exactly. But with two gay guys, it pretty much hits that instantly. So you just like get really surprised almost by how quickly this person is willing to stop giving all effort. Like imagine like if you're straight and you had a roommate in college, we're still that. I don't know. Maybe it's just me and my partner. We're kind of broy, but like that's totally still true in a gay relationship. So there's still like toenail clippings that fall onto the floor and like dishes that get left in the bedroom and like it's just like you're still living in like a bachelor pad it just happens to be that both of you are also furiously having butt sex all the time but the rest of it is still there so that just like pat your stomach let out a burp while you're sitting there like balls deep in a netflix season still happens yeah i don't know i don't know it boggles the mind yeah it's a real fucking anomaly, huh? It is. It, <laughs> I'm just saying, like, if I was with someone who just wanted to, like, had my sex drive, yeah. nothing would get done. You guys would never hear another fucking podcast episode. That'd be it. Be it. <laughs> like, Matt, where's this week's episode? Too busy fucking. Right, exactly. This, today's podcast, again, will just be me fucking. But we're going to have the camera on. Ladies and gentlemen, you are lucky that I am a bachelor and I am really shitty at dating. Otherwise, you would not get nearly as much content as you do. He's doing this for you, guys. This is a this is a favor, okay? Exactly. You're so selfless. I am. <laughs> I'm here for the people. The people. I, I'm here for you, people. <laughs> I'm here for you. I'm here to provide you with my bullshit every week. S- speaking of bullshit, haven't you fucked a couple of your guests, though? Maybe. Yeah, so I mean, I'm going to call it a little bit of bullshit. <laughs> that is never planned. Oh, it's just sperm of the moment. I like that. Yeah, uh, That's good. Sperm of the moment? Yeah. Sperm of the moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that actually, we are literally on the anniversary of one of the guests that I hooked up with. Oh, really? Yeah. Like This time last year, hooked up with a guest, which go do the math if you want to fucking figure it out who it is. Yeah, I mean, it's a quick scroll, guys. It's not going to take you too long. It's all... 52 episodes ago just 52 exactly 50 are you counting are you doing it right now go do it the reason that it's hilarious is because three days later we went out for my birthday and she's like yeah i can only see myself dating a performer oh wow that how passive aggressively bitchy like uh, okay Uh, (laughs) that's not what you said in bed like three nights ago well i could only see myself fucking a slut so here we are i guess here we are her call i honestly feel like she got weirded out by me being like hey are you working today not i wasn't asking on a jealous thing i was asking on like hey you don't actually live in town i want to hang out not a i'm not asking because i'm a civilian and i'm jealous that you're working today i'm like no i want to know if you have fucking free time oh like working like porn yeah oh yeah 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 yeah. no i understand that though i did get oh man like that's probably some just like knee-jerk reaction because when i would try to just even just be like friendly with someone off camera like i would constantly get that within like a month and i'm not even saying like i'm amazing or like my pussy is golden delicious or like i'm not trying to it it literally is just from the nature of the work that you do like people will be like 
so are, are you gonna film a scene are you still gonna go do that like the amount of times I heard, are you still going to do that? I'm See, like, it was never a sales. Like, hey, you working today? Right. Yeah. You probably didn't mean it like that at all. No, not at all. Like, no. 100% exactly. I was like, hey, you don't live in LA. I enjoy spending time with you. Two nights ago in bed, we were talking about like maybe giving this a shot. Yeah. And now you want to hang out? No. Yeah. Like, I'm just trying to find out if you're working just to see if you want to hang out. Not, yeah. Not that I'm jealous that you are fucking working. Right. Right. I'm a big proponent of if you get involved with someone who is a sex worker, you know what you signed up for. Yeah, you're not like you, you have no right to be shocked as shit when the next day they still go do their thing. Right. You're a fucking hypocrite. And what other I mean, I know, obviously, like context is everything. But what other industry would that like make sense? And like, I, you know, I really I know you're a mailman, but I don't like you going to all those other houses. It's only entertainment. Like, oh, I know you're a rock star, but. I really don't want you to go on tour. Right? Yes, that's so true. Or, oh, I know you're a comedian, but you really have to go out of town this weekend? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. It's I know. only fucking entertainment where that happens. I know happens. you're a model. I used to get this. I know you're a model, but do you have to do anything like half naked anymore or whatever? I had a guy one time. I literally was just, I've God, I've done every sex work thing you can do except like basically sit on cakes for japanese businessmen online that's about the, the night is thing. young we got cameras okay hello you guys got a balloon i'll pop one with my ass i heard that's i do a have thing. a balloon okay i heard that's a thing let's do it and then I let's just, make some money I, I can say i've done it all officially but no um i was i was a, a model for a nude a drawing class one time and i was with a guy and like i told him i was going and he was like oh that's so funny ha 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 and we were flirting and then we would go on a date and it was great. And then the next day I was like, oh, I'm going back again. He's like, oh, you're still going to do that? I'm like, yeah, that was like the whole premise of us sexting. Like, what do you, I don't understand. That's so fucked up. Like, why does anyone think that so you should change your life for someone that just fucking met? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's the thing, too, is the people who are like, oh, you're still going to do that are always people who've known you for like 72 hours. And I'm like, I'll tell you what, look, if your dick is good enough for me to quit working I would have told you by now. Probably would have told you right after we finished. Well, if your genitals were good enough for quit working and your bankroll, like yeah. you're going to support me in a lifestyle that I can grow accustomed to? Right. First of all, look, if you want me to just quit my livelihood, then you first of all better be just blessed by God himself. Like just your dick better be touched by an angel. And second of all, you're going to need to supplement my income. Okay. And that was touched by an angel, not touched by a priest. No, that's a completely different looking dick, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Do they brand dicks that they touch? God, branding. Somebody was talking about branding the other day. That's like a real thing now, right? Oh, yeah. Like guys branding girls. Why would you do that? I mean, ow, first of all. Like, I've got a lot of body augmentation, but I've never wanted to get branded. Fuck no. I've never wanted to have another person's name tattooed on me. Like, sorry, there's a lot of people I love in my life. Yeah. But there's not a single one of you I love enough to have your name on me forever. Well, look, I I, I got a tattoo for my man, um, but it's like a beautiful image. And to me, and no shade, no tea, do what makes you happy. I'm not judging someone as far as I'm concerned. Having a name on you makes that idea to me, like if I had a name on me, I would feel like a trapper keeper. Do you know what I'm saying? Like I'd feel yeah. like a, a middle school notebook. Hey, I'm not judging you. But I am mocking you. I'm not judging you, but I think your decision was terrible. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> just might make fun of you a little bit. Like, <laughs> right. I just feel like it's like you plus me equals love. Like Carve that shit into a tree. Yeah, yeah. 
I mean, whatever. I don't know. I have fucking the Little Mermaid on my goddamn forearm. So don't hey, listen to me. Ariel's forever. Forever. I have four of her. I'm so gay. I have four of the Little Mermaid. How many of them have legs? None. But the next Little Mermaid. I want the Little Mermaid on this side. I'm actually going to go back to the ribs. How stupid is that? And it's going to be her when she's walking. Ah, oh, the perfect woman. Red hair, great legs, no voice. There were so many things my father had. You really to just like, gotta let that walk. Wait, wait perfect hair. Perfect what? hair, legs, no voice. <laughs> <laughs> That's how she got the motherfucker. That's how she right? bagged a prince, okay? Like, oh, hot ginger who can't talk? Right. Yes. Oh, you know. I mean, they just, it was in his eyes. He's like, oh, you can't talk? I'm so hard right now. Wait, you're into the, you're into me? You can't talk and you have a perfect bob ginger? yeah yeah oh yeah princess princess meet my prince albert but no my i was gonna say my dad uh my dad had so many things to just deal with one at a time like you know it's like one thing to find out like oh my son is gay oh my son is a bottom oh my son is only into black guys oh i think the hardest one was probably like and he's covered in little mermaid tattoos son of a bitch (laughs) It was like coming out to my dad like five times. <laughs> just keep coming out to him. Is he cool now? Uh, he passed away, but he was. But he's cool. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, he's got no problems now. Yeah. <laughs> no, he was cool in the end. He just accepted it. It was actually the nicest thing in the world. His response to me coming out to him was so sweet. He was like, I'm going to be honest with you. Uh, I obviously knew this was coming because you've been really gay your whole life. But um, at the same time, I just want to say I'm really disappointed because I considered you to be one of my hotter kids. And I was really excited about what kind of pussy you were going to bring around here. And I was like, I'm still going to bring around really hot girls, Dad. It's just not for the reason that you think. No, that's even better for him because you're not fucking him so he could take a shot at him. Yeah, totally. And I'm sure he probably tried. <laughs> Knowing my dad. Mm. <laughs> See, the girls come around like, oh, Jeremy's safe. But his dad's not. No, exactly. I, I'm like, let's not come back to the house. Let's just, I'll just, let's hang out in the yard. <laughs> dad's home. Yeah, dad made no, actually, home. I, I got, he told me he was a gigolo. I don't know. I think I got my like freedoms from him. Like he was a gigolo out here in San, in LA. That was his story. But it was one of those things where like, you ever seen Big Fish? I have not. I, I'm aware of it. Do you probably own it because it looks good on your shelf? Just like probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, he, uh, the dad in there just tells a lot of stories that like might not be true, but they sound really good, right? I think like I used to call my dad Big Fish. I was like, okay, Big Fish. Yeah, sure, 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 sure. But um, yeah, that might be where like the whole like stripping, go-go dancing, all that like Apple didn't fall too far from the tree, I guess. It's like sex work is cool. Yeah, whatever, man. It's in California. He used to like, he was a gigolo out here in California for like rich old ladies. He said, I don't know. But then I came to California and I was like, well, I'm just, I'm just following in my family's foot. I have this like fear, like this like suspicion, this like feeling that like probably all the way back to like the beginnings of my family tree, we've just been like dirty, artsy people. You know what I mean? Just, never really riven, risen above lower middle class kind of a little sex work kind of a little artistic creative but always in a lot of debt hey sex work is what make the world go round i mean quite literally i think so for sure that and fat bottom girls i heard i think i read that somewhere i may have heard that once or twice 
Yeah, it's, as the but, lore uh, goes. that's only the rockin' world. <laughs> Damn, I forgot that stipulation. Yeah, but as far as the regular world, it's it's sex work for sure. It is the world's oldest profession for a reason. I know, right? It's constantly reinventing itself too. It's the world's newest profession as well. Always, it's always at the cutting edge. Well, yeah, so much technology is just based around sex work. Honestly, I mean, I feel like. God, even virtual reality, it's like we're still working out the kinks of virtual reality, except when it comes to virtual reality porn. Already got it. You know what I mean? There like, are still some kinks there. Oh. Like, I've, talked like to, I've talked to some performers that do virtual reality porn, and like the dude cannot move. Oh, really? When he's recording? like Yeah. Oh. Because it fucks up everything. It fucks up everything. That's got to be really hard. Does she have to like... Oh, I've been in that position. We it's like where they got to step into frame. Like, yeah, it, there's so much that happens because of how the VR camera works. Yeah, but even then, think about it. Like, strides are being made as we speak. Someone somewhere is working on that technology right now, and I feel like the people who are working on like the news version of that or like the fantasy version of that probably have like clocked out and gone to bed. But the round the clock work on the porn VR is still happening. No, that never sleeps. People got a nut. People got a nut. Honestly, like that is, that is the slogan of that entire industry. Even fucking robots. Like we're still not great with robots, but I feel like sex dolls are going to come out way before the rest of the robots. Still very afraid to stick my dick in a sex robot. I feel terrible for people who do. Like, what kind of desperation do you have? How horny are you that you're like, yeah, this could go wrong, but whatever. You know, there are sex robot brothels happening. Really? And legal brothel workers from Nevada are protesting the sex robot brothels. Oh, my God. Yeah, because if you think about it, it's like a self-checkout. You know, it's replacing the cashiers. Oh, God. Well, and a lot of these women are being like, yo, we deal with some super socially awkward dudes who will never know intimacy except for us teaching them how to interact with women. Yeah. A sex robot can't provide that. That's true. They're not going to feel any better. They're definitely going to be addicted and come back a million times, but they're never going to get that actual itch scratched. That was part of my problem, dude. It was like when I would like hang out with like people and just like be a companion, I would cure them, you know? So I would like shop around for a sugar daddy. This is long ago. And they'd be like awkward and stuff. And, um, I would be like, okay, I'm going to like bag myself a sugar. But I'm such a, like a, well, a comedian, like really more than anything. Like I think I've always been, and I'm just like more of a people person than that. So I'd fucking go and I'd hang out with them and then I'd become really good friends with them. And I would like cure them of their sadness and be like, you know what? You are beautiful though. You just, I think it's all in how you see yourself thinking that like saying stuff like this is going to make them really want me. And like, I'm sealing the deal. And then basically they'd be cured. And then they'd be like, well, thank you. I feel better after this interaction. And I would never hear from them again. And I'd be like, no, I should have kept him sick. Oh, uh, yeah. That's just how you keep a hot girl on the leash. Yeah. Well, this is, <laughs> is going to get me in a lot of fucking trouble. It's like, well, you never want to raise their self-esteem too high until they're like, oh, I could do better than you. Right. Never raise their self-esteem higher than you can validate it <laughs> with your own appearance. Yeah. Because at some point they're like, oh. I can do better. No, well, I mean, I think just to make it fair, if it makes it any less sexist, I think that's people, period. I think there are plenty of girls who do that to their boyfriends. There's plenty of guys who do that to their boyfriends. You know what I mean? Like, that's just good tactic. It's just good business. That's, right. That's relationship strategy. It is. It is. Why I'm 
single forever. <laughs> it is not good at that why shit. I'm single forever. <laughs> like, no, 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 no. Is what it is. That is the battle cry of your your dating life. Uh, nah, <laughs> nah, too much effort. Yeah, ah, fuck it. The right girl with no effort at all is going to come along. And well, it's not an issue of like no effort. It's an issue of I have been single so fucking long that I don't know how to compromise anymore. Yeah, well, you're going to that's yeah, that's I'm no dating expert. But based on my experience, that's a big part of it right there. Uh, in all fairness, I'm not sure I could ever really knew how to compromise. <laughs> it's not like you lost it. Yeah. It's just my most successful relationship was with someone who was 10 years my junior. Oh, that helps though. My fiance is uh, eighteen years my senior. Yeah, I got a poppy. Ooh, yeah. yeah. Honestly, like the age difference can suck, but I feel like it just clears the air that you guys are so different anyway. That like it actually ends up helping. I don't know why. I don't know why, but it's it's nice. I've only ever dated people who are like at least ten years older than me. I think, like after I hit a certain age, at least. Yeah. It's nice. Problem is you got to keep daddy in the bedroom. That's what I always say. I'm like, no, 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 no. Like, you can't start telling me how to spend my money. You know what I mean? Like, you can be daddy, but you're not dead. So, like, every now and then will be like, clean up this room. And I'm like, okay, pa, pa, ha, pa, ha. I'm still 30. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm a grown-ass man. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I agree. I agree. I agree. So, did you run into that with your 10-year difference, girl? Oh, definitely at the time. And then... yeah. When we, oh, this is so fucking stupid of me. I'm, I'm sure listeners have heard this before, but in 2015, she moved out to LA and stayed with me for a while. Yeah. Like we weren't together. Mm-hmm. She was just staying with me in LA. And in my brain, I'm like, oh, we're going to rekindle this shit. <laughs> and I totally did some like, no, that's stupid. You can't do that. To her? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. Which I mean, she worked probably, out super well. Well, I'm sure she responded great. Yeah. But you know what? To be fair, like on my part and on her part too, like the younger person always falls into that shit too. And I'll find myself just like totally like not thinking about it and being like, is it okay if I X, Y, and Z or like, do you mind if I borrow some money? And then I'll have to snap out of it and be like, whoa, hold on. No, no, no. I'm st-. like, I'll have to remind myself. I'm like, no, I'm still a grown ass man. Hold on. Wait. But like you fall into that, like you're older. Is it okay? Will you tell me what to do? Yeah, no, she was definitely not having it. No. 100%. But she was a rebellious daughter. (laughs) Oh, don't think. God damn. I'm sorry I put that in your head now. Yeah. Don't worry. She was only 10 years younger. Unless we're in Tennessee, there's no way that she was your daughter. So that's good. Do we have to copyright that? Are we allowed to do the theme? I think we're doing it with our mouths. We're okay. Yeah, that's fine. Right. I hope we don't have to do any copyright. And we've said all these companies. God, Disney's going to come after us for sure. Fuck yeah. I will take that press. I know. That'd be so great. How many more views would we get? Right. What are they going to sue me for? This bottle of Makers? That's about my only property. I know, right? Now Makers is going to sue us. No, makers, don't sue us. Makers, get in my belly. Don't sue me. We're such good friends. He'd never sue you. Look at him. Look at him, how he drips down a shaft for you. That's for you. That's for you, Matt. I know. Should it be red? Um, No, but I feel like if it's already dripping down, we're past a point where we're going to have that conversation. Like things have already <laughs> started. Things are in motion. We're past the point of no return. Yeah, like let's just finish this, and when it's done, then we'll have that conversation. But I definitely don't think it's red. Again, I'm no medical professional, 
But not a doctor. Red is not a doctor. Probably not good. Red is not a healthy discharge color. Is it wrong that it still turns me on just a little bit? I just realized like how dickish and phallic that bottle is. Oh, well, it didn't help that I showed you the clip of me doing a bad jerk-off instruction with this bottle. No, yeah, that was probably what got my mind going <laughs> in the first place. <laughs> Grab the shaft. Stroke it slowly. I have to play the whole clip to see what I actually fucking said. No, I just love that we leave. you got to leave like spaces of silence in between it. Grab the shaft. Stroke it slowly. Run your hand down. <laughs> slowly. S- slowly. This is going to get me pulled from Vimeo. (laughs) (laughs) iTunes is like, we don't give no fucks. Vimeo's like, "Uh, this is going to be into pornographic. Uh." Is that true? Vimeo doesn't like that? Vimeo told me I could do risque content as long as it was not pornographic. I have no idea where we're falling on that right now, nor where any of your work falls on that. We will find out the hard way. Oh, is Vimeo going to... Well, th- to the guy who works for Vimeo, who takes the time to watch this, is it is it um, Tom? Tom, is your, we're going to say your name is Tom. Tom, hi. Thank you for watching this. Um, and actually, Tom, this is for... We're going to do just just one more here. Just That's for Tom. For Tom, on yes. the wide. For on Tom. the wide. Yay. Jeremy, on the wide. Oh, on, on the, the wide. wide. Yes. That's right. Oh, oh, that one there. Yeah. Okay, yes. Nipples out for Tom. Nipples out for Tom. Thank you, Tom. Oh, my God. I really hope he comments now. He's like, hey, this is Tom, and I just want to say thank you for the shout out. And I'm pulling your fucking video. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. You ain't monetizing this bullshit. Right, exactly. <laughs> I saw those nipple rings. This is clearly pornographic. Damn it. I got no piercings. None ever? None ever. Oh, my God. I've had... I got my eyebrow pierced in the back of a strip club, which was a terrible idea in hindsight. What the Yeah, that's fuck? a horrible that's idea really all gross. around. That's really gross. Like, but I mean, thank God it didn't get infected. But it could have. Like, why did I take that risk? That would have been the worst infection you ever get. Ever. And it was another stripper who did it. Like, we were just drunk. And I'm like, all the other strippers were not drunk enough to know that that was a terrible idea. And they ran away as soon as they saw the blood. And they were like, Ew! You're like, are you really bleeding in the back of a strip club? And I was like, oh, yeah, no, you're right. I just realized that. Uh, but then I took my eyebrow ring out because it's not 1994 anymore. It's uh, not? No, I wish it was yeah. 1994. I got it in 2005. It wasn't 94 then either. So I had it for like a month. And I was like, this looks like I'm like about to do meth in like 1994. Like I might be a, like in a grunge band. I'm going to take this out. And Whoa. Then, it wouldn't have been meth in 94. It would have been heroin. Just putting that out there. That's true. I don't know if heroin people have like face tattoos as much. So I feel like they don't care about anything enough to like augment their body. Oh, come on. Look at 90s grunge bands. They definitely had eyebrow piercings. Oh, that's true. That's true. I was just thinking about that one band that's like semi-charmed kind of life. They did meth. They yeah. sang about meth. But that's early 2000s. Is it? Third Eye Blind? Oh my god, I have no concept of that. That's terrible. Ignore Ooh. that. Is that Third Eye Blind's new new song? It sounded like Vanessa Carlton. And I think you all know who I'm talking about. Don't be ashamed to admit it. Oh, I'm wrong. Yeah. Somebody chart kind of life is from nineteen ninety seven. That's what I thought. Thank you. See. I'll admit when I'm wrong. I mean you're drunk. And I'm I am not I'm drinking drunk. coffee, so I think my memory is a little better. I am not drunk, sir. I will tell you when I'm drunk. Sit out. <laughs> I know when I'm drunk. This is not it. Well, get drunk. Let's go. 
Don't let me slow you down. Never. <laughs> God bless you for thinking you had that kind of power over me. Right? Never, sir. You have no control over my drinking. <laughs> Nobody does. I don't even have control over my drinking. Exactly. Uh, what were we talking about? Oh, yeah. And then, okay, so I got my ears pierced, but then I don't ever wear them because, like, they fucking hurt. Like, I got my earlobes pierced, but I'm like, I'm not like a little Mexican girl, so I don't keep them in all the time. Doesn't the whole close? Yeah, I mean, I got to, like, be careful to, like, put an earring in, like, once a month just to make sure it stays open. But, like, it just hurts. Girls don't, like, ever talk about that. I don't know why they don't. But, like, you can't keep an earring. Like, you lay down or, like, you just hit your ear. Like, you're just all of a sudden very aware of your earlobes. And, like, that little back of the stick just pokes you. Oh, fuck. Is that the ghost of? A fly flew out of my asshole, apparently. Oh, yeah, that checks out. That makes sense. Based on what we were talking about off camera. Yeah. 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 By the way, how's that doing? Uh, well. Does it still look like a Maker's Mark bottle? Sadly. Uh, Yeah. I mean, why do you think flies are escaping from my asshole? Oh, yeah. No, you're right. You're right. Context. Duh. This is only one fly tonight. (laughs) Let's hope that's the last fly. Right. If it was a whole swarm, it would be a problem. That was yesterday. This is just the one left over. <laughs> it's the one survivor. Oh, where'd everybody go? Why am I alone? Why is it only me here? <laughs> Mom? But no, yeah, then I got my nipples pierced when I was 18, and I've never taken those out. I got a Prince Albert, too. How was that? So my friend and I got it at the same time he wasn't really a friend he was just a co-worker but we got ours like the same day that makes it weirder make it, yeah. this is like, no 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 okay well he was a co-worker but he was a co-worker at a sex shop that I worked at okay. so it made sense like that it was makes like sense. A, a leather sex shop yeah. I was about to say like oh you know we worked at Comcast together yeah, and we just got our dick spirits. this wasn't like Bob from accounting no 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 um, so we go to the police like right next door and we get them on the same day I cannot tell you how blown away I was by the fact that I did not feel anything but he screamed bloody murder um he was kind of a chump though like he didn't he didn't seem like he had a lot of pain tolerance i'm just saying if you get a needle anywhere near my penis yeah i will scream bloody murder dude i had so much trimex in my system at that point that i was like used to it nope any any sharp object anywhere near my penis yeah I will scream in soprano, and I'm pretty sure you people don't think I could hit that note, but I will. <laughs> I mean, I think that's a healthy fear. I think that's fine. I don't think there's anything wrong with being afraid of needles near your penis. You probably like should keep that fear. You know what I mean? Oh, I'm going to. Nothing yeah. you could say could change that. No. But it sucked because I got it, and I'm like a bottom. I don't use my dick really ever, and uh, so it just ended up being like this expensive hood ornament that was like just for show. Did you pee like a fountain for a little while? And now I still do because I took it out, and that hole will never close. And so I still to this day have two pee holes. It doesn't really spray out like I thought it would, like everybody assumes it does. Um, that'd be pretty, actually. I think that'd be kind of cool, like the Bellagio, right? Every time yeah, you pee, honestly, like, and I think I would like do like fun artsy videos with that and shit, but um. No, it actually just, you pee, and then you just slow drip out of the back of your dick. Still. And that will happen for the rest of my life, apparently. Oh, that's fucking miserable. And it sucks. You have to, like, straddle urinals. You have to straddle toilets. And you have to really make sure your pants are out of the way. You definitely have to wipe like a woman. Uh, I skip that. Um, but I know, I know some guys who do. Yeah, they have to, like, go pee in the toilet in, like, the stall. And then, like, hit it with some toilet paper when you're done. I mean, I'm more of just like a shake it and then leave it in God's hands kind of thing. 
I'm going to wash my underwear anyway. Eh, God will sort it out. Speaking of pee, I, I got to pee real quick. Can we okay. pause? I'll yeah. just hold down the fort while you go pee. Okay, hold down the fort. Yeah. If you want, I can take the mic with me so you can hear the two drops. You definitely cannot take the mic. To go pee? No. Oh, I feel like Cord I got to stop asking you that. You just say no every time. I do. Yay, Jeremy's back. Oh, That's how bad I had to pee. I know. Full of coffee. Oh. Full of coffee and full of me poorly stalling. Oh, how'd that go? Yeah. What not well. No? Not well. <laughs> I heard something about drinking buddies. And hey, this one's for you guys. Here you go. Cheers. Cheers. Clink. I just want to take a second to really say I appreciate all the people out there who are, are listening to the little old gay porn star um, when you're used to seeing titties and hearing the girls. Seeing the girls, hearing the girls. Hearing the girls, seeing the girls. But you're also you're a gay comedian as well. Mm, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, former porn star. I should definitely not oversell it. I don't do that anymore. <laughs> that was back in the day. But that's how we met, you know. Well, we met via comedy, really. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm just kidding. Ah. <laughs> it's not how we met at all. That would have been completely different circumstances. It would have been. But I'm sure you would have been just as professional. Just as much of a gentleman. <laughs> no one's ever accused me of that before. I know, right? Yeah, I'd been a first. What were we talking about? Piercings. Yeah. We were talking about piercings and peeing out of the bottom of your dick. How'd yeah. that come out? I was actually like more aware of it than usual because we were just in the middle of talking about it. I was watching it. And I'm like, man, I really do still do that. It's weird. I have no idea why. Like, it's just, why won't that one? Like, my ears in a month, boom. Like, it's like I never had them pierced. And this one, I'm like, what the fuck, man? That goddamn dick skin won't heal. And honestly, like, I've made a lot of split decisions that are, like, very indicative of the fa- of the age in which I made them. Like, I've got some tattoos that are like, yeah, okay, I was 18 when I got that. You know what I mean? But none of them have ever, like, haunted me. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not, I don't see any tattoos from when I'm 18. I've been like, oh, God, I can't believe I got that. But this, this is, like, forever a reminder that at one point in time I was in my 20s and stupid. Like, fucking fuck a Prince Albert. I would never do it. Never. It's so it's I don't recommend it. Also, I realized I forgot to tattoo I pulled my left shoulder blade. Oh shit. Yeah, no, I do that too. I that's why I had to count and then like remember. Twenty three is my lucky number, so that's the only reason I can remember how many I have. Yeah, it's eleven. It's eleven. Isn't it crazy that we live in a world now where like eleven tattoos is like, oh okay, that's good. You're still going. Yeah, yeah. Like, nowhere near complete. God, and like when I was growing up, it was like, you have a tattoo. And it could be like a butterfly on your ankle. And it was like, oh, you have a tattoo? That's crazy. And now it's like, oh, you don't have a sleeve yet? Oh. Yeah. When I graduated high school, my yearbook had like pictures of the seniors' tattoos. Like there were only a handful of people that actually yeah. were in there. And it was like noteworthy enough to put in the yearbook. Yeah. yeah. I imagine kids that are graduating these days is like, the kids without tattoos. Right, exactly. I always say that to people who don't have any tattoos. I'm like, oh my God, that's kind of the new tattoo to be like pure of skin. Like that's the new tat. I don't even remember what I look like without tattoos. Dude, Probably I, really. I got my first tattoo in the 90s. In the 90s. In the 90s. Wow. Wow. That was a long time ago. Sadly, yeah. <laughs> Which one was your first tattoo? So the skull with the sword was the first part of this. Okay, weird. How old were you? 18. Nice. So it was like right when you turned 18. Yeah. And it would have been done earlier, but my tattoo artist was afraid that my father was going to press charges against me. Oh, shit. Like he drew it up for me when I was 15. I sat on the fucking design of that for three years. Oh, wow. That sucks. But how, how great was it when you finally got it, though? It was awesome. I mean, same tattoo artist did this whole arm. 
Oh, nice. You got to go back. Oh, that clown is freaking me out. That's scary. It's an Oni mask, not a clown. Oh, sorry. Fuck me, I guess. It looks like it's got tentacles for horns there. I like that. What's an Oni mask? Uh, Japanese demon mask. Oh, okay. Okay. So this was done actually completely freehand. For, so for a while, it was just the skull and just the Oni mask. Really? I, my tattoo artist left Chicago for over a decade. I ran into him in 08 mm-hmm. at a tattoo convention. I'm like, holy shit, dude, I haven't seen you forever. Let's, I need to get some work done. He's like, you trust me? I'm like, yeah, I've known you forever, man. So he did this completely freehand. Wow. Totally freehand. I would never. That's so terrifying. I don't know if I've ever trusted somebody enough for them to just like wing it. Yeah, I think he did a great job. And then he also went into my armpit during freehanding. And I'm like, oh, God damn. Oh, man, it goes all the way in there. All the way. Oh, da, 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 da. yeah, uh, that was a little rough. No, thank you. Not as bad as the ribs, but honestly, like I've got nothing to prove as far as masculinity is concerned. I'm the first person to be like, yeah, I'm the beta male. I'm not the alpha. Go for it. I don't care. So I don't. I want to get the sleeve over here, but I'm not even sure that how far in I want it because I just don't want it to hurt, and I don't care if it's like that pussy couldn't do it all the way around his arm. It's like, yeah, okay, call me a pussy. I'm a gay bottom. Like I'm cool. I'll accept the title. I don't care. So I don't want. I'm not worried about it looking bad, but also I just don't know how much I can get away with it not being under my arm. Because fuck the armpit. No way. Hey, the only reason it happened is because it was, oh, this is free. Oh, shit, this is happening. Okay, I guess this is happening. Uh, He probably didn't even realize he was going that. If it's freehanded, he's like, oh, I guess I have to go in the armpit. This is taking more space up than I thought. Yeah, that's just how it went. Okay, that's in my armpit. Cool. God, the amount of tattoos I've been talked into, though, that are like, oh, I guess this is what we're doing is ridiculous. Like, you'd think it's such a precise art. You know what I mean? That, like, people, like, plan it. But, like, anybody who has more than, like, five tattoos knows that after a while, it's just like, well, I figured out what I was going to do when I got there. Like, Jessica Rabbit here on my arm. She was supposed to be, like, this big. Like, tiny. And I got talked into this, like, on the spot. So, this unlegible fucking heavy metal font on my left on my left arm <laughs> yeah i thought that was chinese actually <laughs> <laughs> was me randomly walking into a tattoo shop outside of miami being like i want a tattoo i've been stuck in miami for six months i didn't even like look for a reputable shop i'm like this is the nearest shop you're right yes i've done that before you look like the nearest <laughs> yeah like you're close to my hotel let's do this yeah what does it say paranoia is just reality on a finer scale Okay, all right. Is that the one underneath it is part of that? Or what's the one underneath no. it say? History is written by the victors. And then underneath that, you've got like a whole thing. What's yeah, going the left arm is all quotes. Oh, okay, yeah. Every party needs a theme. That's good, that's yep. good. And then luck favors the backbone, not the wishbone is the third quote. Oh, I like that one, but I feel like that one's kind of attacking me right now. <laughs> backbone, fine. <laughs> it just makes me feel tired. Well, that's... Doyle Brunson, Winston Churchill, and technically James Cameron. It's a line from the movie Strange Days. Oh, okay. Word. I have You Won't Fool the Children of the Revolution. That's from Moulin Rouge. And that was the one I got when I was 18. And I was super into Moulin Rouge. So you must have been super bummed when you met Nicole Kidman. I did not meet Nicole Kidman. Well, I thought you just said she didn't look like... Oh, no, no, no. I was using her as an example. I would fucking die if I met Nicole Kidman. It's so weird. I wonder how she would feel about knowing that like a former sex worker, gay comedian is obsessed with her. Like, she just tweeted at her. She's a classy lady. I wonder what her response would be. I mean, she's my favorite actress. I fucking how love classy her. would she be? She let Tom Cruise inside her. 
Counterpoint accepted. Absolutely, that's true. She's like, I married a dude who's five foot seven. <laughs> I bet she's a freak when she like, you know, has a glass of wine or two or something like that. And then like, she could talk. Well, that's why it me. didn't work out with Tom. He's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. You we're going clear. She's like, no, 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 no. Going clear. Yeah, well, Scientology. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, Scientology. You know, I live right next to all of that on Hollywood Boulevard. Like, I live basically, like, they have, like, their towers or whatever, and, like, two of them I live right in between. So, they have the best Christmas decorations, though. I'll give them that. God bless them. You got to hold it down. Now I got to pee. Okay, so I'm going to go ahead and talk to everybody here. Um, I just want to thank you all for having me on the show, first of all. Give you a little bit of my... You know what? Actually, uh, we've been talking about kind of my past and everything that I've done. The one thing I never did was a phone sex operator. So what I'm going to go ahead and do right now is try and talk you through what that might have been like. First of all, I'm going to start this call by asking you how you feel. Yeah? Do you have a hard day? Sit down. Sit down. Let's talk. Oh, you're so tense. My goodness. Are these shoulder pads or... Oh, okay. They're shoulder pads. (laughs) Sorry, I thought you were holding a lot of tension there. Mm, but it's still nice to touch you. Is it Linda? Linda's your name? Hi, Linda. I'm going to be taking care of you tonight. Let's go ahead and undo this silk blouse. Ooh, this is a fine material. Uh, and this is a Playtex Cross Your Heart bra? Love it. It's good for holding in the bigger girls, isn't it? And you're a bigger girl, aren't you? Okay, we're going to just move down your backbone here. My, there's a lot of clips on this thing. A lot to untangle. But you know what? I'm a patient man. And I'll take the time to take care of you. Just give me a couple more seconds here. If you want to, if you actually, if you just want to reach back here and help me out. I feel like, I feel like something's, I feel like something's stuck. Okay. Oh, there we go. That's nice. They're free, huh? Oh, good. Good. Mmm. Mmm. Parts of this are, uh. Parts of this are sweaty. That's okay, girl. I like a woman who sweats. Shows me that she's a hard worker. And she needs a hard working man to take care of her. So, how you feeling? Freer? I'm so happy we're spending this time together. Hello, how are you doing? I have no idea what Jeremy was telling (laughs) y'all. So I was practicing my phone sex operator voice because that's the one thing I never did. But I was also um, painting a picture of a woman in 1984. Wearing a shoulder padded um, work blouse with a cross your heart bra. You remember the cross your heart bras? Sadly, yeah. <laughs> Sadly, I remember those. Boy, she was a she was a handsome woman. This woman I was working on, fucking depressing with her big hair and her big shoulder pads. Oh yeah. Oh god, I didn't even talk about the hair. Ah, oh, this hair is so beautiful. I bet I could just break a piece of it off. <laughs> just oop. Yep, right in half. Aquanet. Oh, Aquanet. I kind of miss the smell of Aquanet. You know what I mean? Sometimes I'll just... They still make that shit? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. They do. They do. You can get it at the 99 cent store. Fuck yeah. I use it Fuck for Halloween. Yeah. I use it for Halloween and I use it for my pubes when it's like been too long since I last trimmed them. And I just need to look good for my man really quickly. So I just brush it up. <laughs> Why don't then... you just trim really quick? Oh, it takes a lot less time to use Aquanet on them. And also just for fun sometimes if I want to make like little pom-poms out of them, you know what I mean? Just like just like like a like a fro in pigtails. You just pick your pubes. 
Just like yeah, that. exactly. Just tease like, them out. Tease them out. Like exactly. Black Pride. Um, I was thinking more just like, uh, like the bigger the hair, the closer to Jesus, like Texas housewife kind of. Thing. Oh. Yeah. I give them bangs. Like I, I locate where the bangs would be, and I give it a nice little, little shiny slick just to the side. Bangs right over your dick. Yeah. Actually, no. Jokes aside, um, I do call that hair that grows on your thighs right next to your junk my pube sideburns. That's totally what it is. There's no other way to describe it. It's your pube sideburns. Like you can't just trim the hair right above your dick and just consider it done. You have to, especially if you're going to wear like a speedo. You have to, even if you're going to wear boxer briefs, you still have to trim the pube sideburns, or else it's like it just looks like you're smuggling a, a, a like a Furby. <laughs> You know what I mean? <laughs> and like the ears are sticking out. That is goddamn ridiculous. It's so true though. And isn't that the worst? Isn't that the worst after you trim your pubes? I don't know if you do or not. But if you trim your pube sideburns, it's so much worse than trimming your pubes because that's the shit that rubs together. Like your dick pits, like the armpits on either side of your dick, basically. The friction in there. Yeah, that's the worst. Yeah. Though what is super frustrating is like, Shaving your balls and being like, oh, missed a spot because oh, the yeah. fucking folds and. Oh yeah, no, I I gave up on shaving them. Like I will have the most ridiculous looking pube hair sometimes because I will trim everything, but I just don't have enough give a shittedness in me to fuck with my balls at all because how it's like an overcooked dumpling, and then you're supposed to some even even just trimming that it's like where and you're chasing after it you know what i mean and the valleys and the and the mountain peaks just keep changing every time you touch it and it's this it's really weird it's fucking frustrating yeah it's i so i just give up and then you go in with the trimmer and you're just like all right come here come here come here and then next thing you know whether you want to or not you're gonna and then ow that's why i don't use a trimmer on my balls i like fucking use a real razor oh god i can't do it and then ball razor burn fucking fuck no no so that's, that's the worst i'll end up looking basically like i have a pubic goatee because i'll trim everything but my balls and just be like fuck it so then i just have this like gandalf looking ball sack like where it's just long like amish looking beard it just comes down off my balls but the rest is just i'm the laziest i don't know about you i'm the laziest pube trimmer too I completely shave. I don't bick it, but I completely like trim it like with a buzzer all the way down. So it looks incredibly weird for the first three days because it's totally hairless. But I just do that because it's easier. And then you just let it grow out. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm right there with you. Like occasionally, depending on who I'm with, I'll do a low guard on like right above my dick. Yeah. But I do bick everything else. You bick it. God, that's man. God bless you. Well, technically i mock three it okay let's let's do the right product placement gillette can you hear me in case you're looking for you know putting yeah that's right gillette, i approve of your commercial i'm not full of toxic toxic mental uh, <laughs> 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 <I'm a drinker. laughs> so this good. moment has been brought to you by matt drinking too much okay <laughs> in stores now in stores now i believe your commercial about toxic met Fuck, I still can't say it. It's all good. I think they know. Toxic dudes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can't say. No, I really can't say it. Like, it's no, just, so don't it's push. not coming. Don't push, you know. <laughs> it's not happening. The commercial was rad. It was cool. I liked it. I didn't have a problem with it. People are like, 
I think the thing is people are mad because like they think that like masculinity is under attack. No masculinity. Toxic is man. Toxic man. I can't fucking say it. <laughs> the fuck. Why can't I say masculinity? Oh, oh toxic masculinity. Hey. 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 Why? It's, like, it's a celebration that I can say words. Can we literally make that the clip from this whole podcast to just us saying toxic masculinity? Hey. hey. Toxic masculinity. Hey. Brought to you by Mads Drinking. <laughs> Most things are. Yeah. But, but no, yeah, there's a difference between masculinity and toxic masculinity. Yeah. I, like, I saw no beef with that commercial. Like, yeah. anyone who was offended by that shit, like, what the fuck's wrong with you? Right, exactly, exactly. It's kind of like one of those things where, like, if a cop pulls you over and asks to search your trunk and you're like, okay, then he doesn't need to search your trunk anymore. But if a cop pulls you over and asks to search your trunk and you're like, why the fuck do you want to search my trunk? Now he definitely needs to search your no, trunk. No, it's your right to be like, what's your probable cause? No, no, no. I'm just saying metaphorically speaking in this case. The cop debate is a whole other thing. But <laughs> okay. I'm just saying, you know what I'm saying? Like, And so with this commercial, it's like, don't be toxically masculine. And then if you're like, okay, or whatever, I don't even care about the commercial, then you're probably not toxically masculine. But if your response is, hey, fuck you, then I'm like, you're probably exactly what that commercial was talking about. Like, Right. What are you offended about, bro? Yeah. If, if nothing else, just be like, okay. You know what I mean? Like, just... Your yeah. opinion is Come like... Come on, just be in denial like the rest of us. Like, that yeah. doesn't apply to me. Uh, yeah, exactly. Just be in denial about it. Like, yeah. it must not be me. That'd be great. Even that's better than being like, fuck that shit. Fuck that shit. I'm going to a different razor company. Dollar Shave Club, here I come. The Dollar Shave Club, you sponsor podcasts, so... I will happily say fuck Gillette if you want to throw uh, some money my and way. And I just want to put it out there, Dollar Sh- I keep Dollar Shave Club in business, okay? Like, I am, I've been a lifelong customer of that shit. Specialized pubes. Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, I will if they start sponsoring us. I'll, I'll start shaving. I'll, just, I'll go from trimming to shaving. I will do it. I will do it. But actually, I, that is how we got on this point. Yeah, yeah, no, I really do. Like, I have a separate Mach 3 just for my nuts. That's good. That's classy because you don't want it. Yeah. You don't, you, want don't, you don't want to go nuts to face. That's like the male version of ass to mouth. You don't want to do that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's a quick way to get like pink eye, I think, or something. <sighs> so much pink eye. So much pink eye from my goddamn razor again. Right. But as I said, it's still like, nope, missed a fucking spot. And I feel like I got to get an erection to fully get my dick clean. Oh, yeah. No, I know. That's the worst part, too, is in like, that's part of why I don't shave as well. Because even trimming. With a softy, which like who the hell's hard? If you're hard while you're trimming, then like I don't know, maybe you're into that, but hey, not not high, not here to kink shame you or right go to town, right, George it, Brown. But um, I would say that like that's probably what makes it even harder, especially when you're trying to shave. Is like I don't know how would I a deflated, wacky, wavy, inflatable arm too, man. That's sort of what it's like trying to shave. Like if that fell over. And then you had to shave that. Like your boss was like, I need you to shave the whole guy today. I need you to shave the guy under the under part of that guy. I know. It's so weird too because when you look at... Have you ever noticed like when you look at your pubes, you just see the big picture. But then when you actually get rid of them, you're like, this is incredible. Like the places that hair grows, like so weird. I really feel for the lady folk. Yeah. Where, where all their hair grows. 
you know, geographically, it's the same spots, but they have a lot more nooks and crannies than we do. Yeah, that's true. We've still got nothing on their struggle on that one. That's I don't and they're expected to clean their whole fucking legs too. On top of it, I shaved my legs a couple times. I will tell you, it was worth its weight in gold to feel your legs on sheets. That is a feeling that every man needs to feel once in his life, just once, just to know. Like going to bed the night that I shaved them, the night that I shaved them. This is what sucks for women. Every night after that was awful. I stuck to everything. Like I was a lint trap. Like, and then um, they also like, I got a bunch of red bumps and razor bumps. Like the first time I did it and fucking, it was like they were on fire. Like just ass, Fuck that. ass to foot. I was like, you know, razor burn on your neck. Yeah. Imagine that from your ass to your feet. And it was fucking terrible. Hard pass on that shit. Yeah, Hard so. pass. But I mean, I will say the one good thing, man, I was in those sheets. You know how like you rub your legs together like a cricket whenever you feel really comfortable in bed? I did that for like maybe four hours. It just felt, I felt like I was like in a beautiful ad for a women's razor. Just like feel the silky smooth elegance. And I was like, oh my God, yes. Um, not worth it though in the end. Absolutely not. Yep. Are yep. you going to do it? No. You're not going to try it just once? Not once. Let's do it right here. Since this is one of the only podcasts where I can guarantee you they're not going to be having sex in the middle of the podcast, why don't instead, users, you follow us on this journey where we shave Matt's legs? <laughs> I think that'd be a ridiculous B-roll. It really would. <laughs> we can do it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, let's make that our next one. Yeah. Right. Okay, cheers to that. Cheers to that. Everybody, we're cheersing on this, so we got to hold him to it. got to hold me to it. We're going to shave my legs we're gonna on the shave. next time. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. When Brandon comes on, we'll have Brandon narrate it as you shave my legs. Oh, Brandon would be perfect for this, too. Yes. Oh, and Brandon would do just the right amount of fucking me up and making me cut you. Just enough. (laughs) You know what I mean? Oh, man. Not so much that it's abusive, but enough that, you know, we know he's here. Just what I want. To get cut while I'm getting my legs shaved. I used to shave. You know what's incredibly difficult? I used to shave my chest because I got a really hairy chest. Um until like fucking from like 14 until i swear to god like 25 like every day in the shower i had a speaking of separate razors i had a chest razor in the shower and um let me tell you what's really difficult is shaving a nipple yeah i can imagine yeah there's a lot of different ways you gotta go you gotta kind of you gotta kind of like uh like uh what are those things that ninjas throw like a a shuriken sure like the little star that's made. That's a shuriken. Shuriken. Like it's like a shuriken pattern. Like it's got to go out, 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 out. Like in diagonals. You know what I mean? And then you I will take your word for it. I've never shaved my chest my day in, a li- day in my life. It's got, It actually, it makes you feel like your chest is bigger. I will admit though, shaved my back. I don't have any back hair yet. But I don't know. You know, I'm just hitting second puberty. We'll yeah. See. Old Jew back hair yeah. some of it's gray at this point which is really fucking depressing dude that's the worst is when like not only do you get new body hair but it comes in gray i got i haven't gone bald i haven't got any gray on my head nothing like that but i will say like at 31 the way i know that i'm like growing older is that i found a fucking gray ear hair the other what the fuck is yeah, that no i have well obviously my beard is fucking yeah, full of gray, gray there yeah that's getting shit yeah 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 but yeah no i'm getting gray body hair is like i'm happy i have as much head hair as i have like yeah i'll take gray i'll take gray any day right let me keep my hair statistically by judging by all the male members of my family i should be 
bald as a motherfucker by now. No, you're doing great. I yeah. can't even like see the clearing yet. You I know mean, there's mean? there's definitely some peaks, but yeah. In the grand scheme of things, I turned 38 on Saturday. Oh wow! No way. You look yeah. good for 38. My goodness, I thought <laughs> you were like 33. Uh, I'll take your pandering. I'll take it. I'm not pandering. <laughs> I'll take it. I'll take it. You're invited back to the show. Okay, you don't it's have to, fine. You, don't have to play nice. you don't have to suck my dick. God damn it. Right. No, I really didn't know. That's cool. 38. Look at yeah. you. That's drinking versus meth. That's what it is. That's I was an upper guy, and he's a drinker. And you know, you know how old people guess that I am now? 32? No, exactly my age. That's what's so disappointing. Thank God nobody ever thinks I'm older. <clears throat> but before I had a problem with uppers, everyone was like, oh my God, I thought you were so much younger. That's crazy. And then I like, did like hardcore drugs for like a year. And after that, now I'm always like, I'm 31 years old. I'm always like, how old do I look? And they're like 31. And I'm like, oh, <clears throat> yeah, no, that's okay. That's how old I am. This is no longer flattering anymore. Damn it. Well, what's super fucked up is if like I go clean shaven, I lose 10 years. Dude, I bet you'd look. Yeah, oh my God. That's crazy. There's pictures from October when I like, I shaved it all off. Yeah. Because I was like, ah, I'm going to shave it all. And it was a horrible mistake. Yeah, I feel that. Every I do that I every like five years. Like, oh yeah. I'm going to go clean shaven. And then, oh, yeah, this is why I don't do that. Yeah, no, I'm with you every single time. I, I, You know what I end up looking like? I don't know about you, but like my first thought was I was like, I look like the lesbian version of myself. It's the first thing that I think when I see my clean shaven face. I thought, I'm like, man, I look like a thumb. <laughs> thumb. I just look like a thumb with glasses right the, now. Thumb with glasses and a little <laughs> bit of eyebrows. That's fucking And this awesome. was a horrible plan. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's horrible is one of the bars I frequent happens to have a picture of me in a crowd from when I was clean shaven and is was using that as a part of the Super Bowl promo. I'm like, thanks for reminding me that I made that horrible mistake. Yeah, it's keeping this forever. Yeah. And, just- and I have a like a, yeah, face because <laughs> it was during the Conor McGregor-Khabib fight. So yeah. when Khabib choked him out, I'm like, with your no jaw definition yeah anymore. no jaw definition no yeah. facial hair whatsoever i'm like that's the thing i can't i also can't shave because like my fucking jaw goes away and i'll take pictures and there's no difference between like my cheekbones and my collarbone it's just all one piece of skin that's the same color so yeah, i just, just end up looking like jowls you know? yeah i'm right there with you i'm like oh god I swear there was a point in my life where I had a face without facial hair. <laughs> I know. I used to be able to pull off a face without facial hair, but now, no, fuck nope, no. Nope, 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 nope. That's why, you know, they invented facial hair for older dudes. Thank God, right. I'm fucked without it. I, it's, I'm not holding up in that. T- I don't know why, but like, um, the first two things to happen to me were underneath my eyes just decided to sink like the fucking Titanic, just recede into my face right at 30 i'm only 31 and like right at 30 all this shit happened and the other thing was like i used to have a pretty strong jawline and now that little thing that like comes down like the turkey wobbler is already on the descent like as fast as it can i'm like fuck this is what you get when you're like 60 right like this like jowl thingy down here i'm not making it to 60 i don't know no i don't think i have much longer either dude i'm i'm 100 at a point where i'm like this oh, is official mean, age. You're not going to live till 60. Probably not. Oh, word. Okay, yeah. I thought we meant like the turkey wobbler, but no, go ahead. You're going to die soon? Oh, yeah. Any yeah. minute now. Oh, yeah. Probably on air right now. <sighs> That's so much paperwork for me. Do it in the middle of sex with your next client. Client? Client? <laughs> no one's paying me. No one's paying me for sex. Come on. Your next client. Um. Yeah, that'll be a better story. 
Or when I'm shaving your legs. Then I'd be more in that If I just space. drop over dead while you're shaving my <laughs> legs. That would be We're going to film that shit for we're, sure. We've cut you so many times. You've lost a lot of blood. <laughs> should I be bleeding this much? Guys, should I be this cold? I feel really cold. <laughs> oh, my God. We definitely have to have you shave my legs just for promo for the fucking trailer. Yeah. That means we have to do it really soon because I got to get that fucking trailer up so I can open the Vimeo store. Okay, we're going to do this then. Oh, the Vimeo store. If they let us on. Oh, I, they'll let us on. I have I have word from them in writing they'll let us on. How long they'll let us stay on? Eh, oh, I see. story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fair. Well, we'll start with softcore stuff like shaving your legs. And again, somebody's into that. So it's still just pornographic enough. There's always somebody for everybody. Well, I have a bunch of footage from the, the bathtub uh, poster shoes. Uh, what's that? I showed you the poster, or, you know, the the bathtub poster shoot. Bathtub poster shoot, shit. Um, I showed you the, the new poster for the Vimeo channel, right? Oh, yeah, okay, yeah, 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 now I know. So there was a whole shoot with that. Oh, I thought that was just like a stock photo that you found. That was me. That was you? Uh-huh. Wow, let me look at that again with fresh eyes. <laughs> That's awesome. And then, of course, I, I love the... Jeremy thought that was stock photo. Like, no, that was very much me. Well, see, I thought you were a model, you know, in like a stock photo. Uh huh, uh huh, uh huh. Flatter will get you everywhere. I know. Hey, great facial hair, by the way. You're you're already on air. You don't have to okay. kiss ass to get back on. The You've show. already gotten here. Oh. Oh. Well, it's gone now. But yeah, that was good. <laughs> God, I just turned into like a 90-year-old woman. Like, like, I don't know how, how to use this phone. How did this phone happen? The picture went away. What happened to the picture? So who's the lucky girl there funneling alcohol into your uh, throat? That would be adult performer Anna DeVille. Anna DeVille. Any relation to Koala? Uh, Probably. Yeah. Makes sense. Except she's covered in 101 pussies. Oh, we can only hope. Who doesn't want to be covered in 101 pussies? Actually, no. So speaking of pussies, that's what I was going to tell you. Like, yeah, yeah. Going way, way back um, in the conversation. The gay set I have is mostly about like vaginas and stuff. I have this weird thing with like women's orgasms. That's like a little bit by. Just to tell. Okay. So I love... I actually love straight porn. I'll watch straight porn all the time. Do you get off to straight porn or just watch it? No, no, no. I get off to it. It's great. Um, and I cannot tell you why. I would not do anything straight. I have zero t- interest in that. I, I I can find something worthy of my time in every category of porn. Oh, she looks so cute. This is great for the audio audience. So what I just showed Jeremy was like the actual pictures from the photo shoot from the poster. Oh, my God. I love I love this. Why do you look so different? Oh, you're naked. I'm not naked. No, I'm just kidding. No, why do you look so different? Is it your hair? Oh, you don't have any glasses on. That's what it is. Very interesting. <laughs> I want everybody to know that the next picture that I scrolled to <laughs> after all of those photos was done was a screenshot taken of IHOP all-you-can-eat pancakes. And I have, Very important. I, I feel like that just is where that night ended. <laughs> and that's why that's the next picture. It's like... Nudity, nudity, beautiful porn star, force feeding me alcohol. All you can eat, pancakes. and all you can eat, pancakes. dude. That was every single time that I would do like a gig, though. Like we would all immediately, as soon as the the like scene was over, 
all you can eat buffet. Like the ne- the moment that like we had our checks in our hand, it was you like, burn some fucking calories. You got to replenish. You them. haven't eaten in twenty four hours because you didn't want to be fat or like shit on somebody or something. So like, oh my god, that was those were my favorite memories from working in the industry. Honestly, more than anything else, the thing that I loved the most was going to get food after and just laughing about like the whole experience while you just gorge mostly on pancakes honestly i don't know what it is about shooting porn that makes you want to eat pancakes but i want to go to ihop now and get all you can eat i want to go to ihop right now let's just pick up all this equipment and take it to ihop uh, i don't think they're gonna let us but we're pretty close to wrapping so we'll just continue going for a few more minutes and then we can go to IHOP. and then we'll go to ihop yes i, I am it. actually really fucking hungry so god, i'm starving oh my god it's all this fucking coffee so you can go to IHOP and get more coffee? Probably, honestly. But then all you can eat something for sure. Oh, I love all you can eat. Oh, okay. So what we, we were talking about. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so to me, first of all, I totally get down with straight porn. Have no idea what. I like even like when they're, inter, you know, entertaining the ladies. I, I'm totally into it. I have no, I know a lot of gay guys who are that way too. Would never hook up with a woman. I'm not interested in the woman in that situation, but I am interested in like watching her. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't, I'm not jealous of the guy or jealous of the girl, but watching them together is like very hot. And I'll just leave it at that. It's very interesting. And then to me, this is, this is what's in one of my sets is the woman's orgasm. It's like the one thing in which I think I'm very clearly bisexual about me. I love the sound of a woman having a wild orgasm, but I like it in like the same way that people like whale noises. Like it's <laughs> helps you go to sleep at night. Yeah, exactly. Like I would sleep to it. I don't know if I would sleep to it, but I would like meditate to it. Like it's so, it's just beautiful. Like I don't get a boner, but like just the sound of a woman just like exploding and like ecstasy. It just sounds so like powerful and artistic and like creative and like, earthly and spiritual like it's and like dudes i mean suck when it comes to like our orgasm noises oh yeah i'm super quiet like i make an awkward face then i pop right or it's just like even when it's like in its full regalia like just full beauty it's still just like it's it sounds almost like someone screaming at a football game that you're not watching (laughs) like fuck it come on and i've never had an orgasm that intense in my life no no i wish that for you yeah i've had some intense orgasms but never like yelling at the fucking 86 bears (laughs) no (laughs) but that i mean come on can you imagine like that being the most beautiful option you have is that hopefully it's nice enough for it to sound like you're screaming at a tv but women it's like oh my god it's like they're screaming in cursive you know what i mean it's just beautiful and you know, biologically, is it? It makes me want to come harder. Is when I hear that. It's just, you know, it's just yeah. You know, that was an interesting thing for me to learn because, as the, like the lady in the sexual situation in in my community, I was always really on the fence about like making noise. Because one time a dude shushed me, and I was like, "Excuse the fuck out of me." It's the only what time the I've, fuck? Only time I've ever stopped sex. I was like, oh, "I'm sorry." But then it got me really in my head and I was like, I mean, I've never topped in my life. I've, I, my dick is completely like useless in that category. I've never fucked anything. And so I was like, I don't know if this is good. I don't know if this is bad. I don't know if it's indifferent. Does the moaning add to it? Does it take away from it? And then like 
finally like after a while i realized like actually like i don't think that people like tops could finish if you didn't it's like i realized finally after a while it's a check-in it's like a, it's a it's like a, a a monitor of how well you're doing you know what i mean have you ever tried to stick your dick in anything like oh no, no 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 listen to me i have tried because there is nothing convenient i mean can it's convenient as hell now my partner is completely top and i'm totally bottom so it works really well but back I, in the day i'm pretty sure i asked you about this last time too but yeah 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 but no yeah back in the day it was not convenient because you know half your options are off the table because you can't top you know what i mean so i tried um but have you ever tried to like feed a dog medicine that's sort of what my dick looked like when it would try to go. I'd try to put it in an ass. Like, it was like, no, no, no. Like, it would just move around. And I was like, come on, go, go in. And then I would get hard enough to put it in. And then immediately it would go to like push and rope. Have you ever tried to stick in a vagina just to see what happens? No, I've come face to face with a couple of vaginas in my life. And again, it was, I wanted to paint it, but that was it. I was not like I I've never I've never wanted to mount anything is what it comes down to like I've never had that desire to thrust. I don't even know how I would begin to. I don't know. Like I've like pretend so I've like pretended to like be like oh and like jokingly go to hump something and like every gay top who's ever seen me do that is like are you kidding me? Is that what you think we do? Cuz I'm just like okay, so like imagine this. This this is the perfect picture of what it looks like when I try to top. A somebody trying to get a deer into the back of a pickup truck against its will <laughs> that is what i look like when i try to top just hooves going everywhere a lot of slipping and sliding and what about oral like i mean i mean that that road goes both ways and it's great. okay you know what i mean that's we're, we're working there so it's not a totally useless penis by any means i was about to say like i just want to make sure you're, you're not getting prostate cancer by not getting loads out no 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 no, no, no. We're, we're good it's just that i don't know and i'm like i'm fine with it now but i'm like very curious too i'm like why would you do that to me? and i mean i'm not like hung like a horse but i mean i should at least donate this what i've got to somebody less fortunate who's going to use it you know what i mean definitely you can be providing pleasure for someone yeah i mean like some like all top who has like significantly smaller than i do and give me a small one like i don't it's not super necessary for me to have what i've got like i would gladly give it to a less fortunate man you know so it's just a very, I think God is like somebody, it's not my quote. I do not remember who said this, but there's a quote out there that is, um, God is a comedian that's playing to an audience that's too afraid to laugh. And that's totally, I just feel like my dick is God's punchline. Like, okay, I'm going to give you a pretty good sized dick. <laughs> Watch. <laughs> okay. And they get this, you're a bottom. Isn't that crazy? Oh my God. Ah ha ha! Waka waka waka! So funny. I think God does say waka 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 for sure. <laughs> God is Fozzie Bear. Godzy Bear. Yep. Godzy Bear. <laughs> but on that note, it's actually last call. We're gonna call last call on this mother. Last call, everybody. I'm actually out of coffee. I'm out of the drink. I don't anymore. Oh no. Uh, Jeremy, where can we find you on the social medias? You can find me. Um, probably best thing to do is go to Instagram, um, and it is P A C E Pache. Looks like Pace, but it's Pache. P A C E Pache's word, the number four. It Pache's word for it on Instagram. I post funny shit like every three days. I do a funny video. It's actually so. Can I just take a second to explain this? Of course. It's a f- one minute video about every three days. 
where I look into the camera on Snapchat and I do a face swap with somebody in my camera roll. And then I'll, what I'll do is I'll look into the camera and I'll look at that face on my face and I will give myself exactly 30 to 45 seconds to think of the funniest thing that I can think of to say in that voice. Like what would just be something funny that they, that this character would say. And then I'll say it and then I go on to the next one. So there's five to six characters and a one minute video. None of the characters clips are longer than 10 seconds each. And, uh, yeah, I post just the, it's literally just one liners that don't even make like, they do not don't, don't try and look for like some sort of through line. None of the characters go along with each other. It's just six punchlines in a row. That's it. Well, I hope to be a character one day. Oh my god, I should take a picture of you before I go so I can face swap with you. Fuck yes, I'm totally going to do that. And Hell then yeah. You, then you have to look for yourself and figure out which one it is. Done and done. Awesome. Oh, it's not going to be flattering at all. I'm I, so excited. <laughs> what? I'm afraid of self-deprecating the humor all of a sudden? Hey, yeah. Hello? Look at this. Look, look at, at this my house. Whole, look at this whole fucking show. <laughs> all right, man. This has been a good show. Yeah. We didn't even talk about gone gnomes. At all. Oh my god. No, we have to do that next time. Yeah, we, well, we're we'll, gonna do that when we shave your legs. Okay. The whole purpose. But real quick, Gone Gnomes is a thing. It's coming real soon. It's fucking hilarious. We got some good people involved. I am the gay gnome. So And apparently I've been cast to play your penis. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm the gay gnome and he's my penis. So it was obviously a bit of a stretch for both of us. <laughs> <laughs> he's playing a gay man, I'm playing a dick. Ah. <laughs> typecast as always happens i know fucking hollywood man god it's like uh get me out of this bubble you know <sighs> you're in the dick bubble i'm in a dick bubble so typecast <laughs> but as always you can find me at matt underscore slayer on twitter matt slayer on instagram matt f and slayer on facebook you can find the podcast at and now we drink on twitter and now we drink underscore on instagram until next week drink up motherfuckers drink up.